Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me again this week is blonde Bradetich Jeremy. How are you? The consummate professionals that we are. <laughs> I think you should you leave were... that in. <laughs> Wait, the, the false start that we just had? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh no, that, that, would, that would be funny. I think it would be very confusing for audio listeners who uh, just no, turn this on and they're like, wait, what? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we had a bit of a, 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 a teensy snafu, as, a, as Ted would say in, uh, in Scrubs. <laughs> yep. Topical as ever, Gary. reference for you. Yep. That actor died a couple of years ago. It was very sad. Rest in peace. Hmm. <laughs> Nephew of Christopher Lloyd. What am I... How am I meant to play off of this? <laughs> Sam Lloyd is his name. What's his name? Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm in, I'm in a really weird mood. It's been a <laughs> weird day. I, like, like I, I've, I've been in a funk all weekend. So you, you, you've, you, we've got uh, beautiful blonde Ratatich, as Sam has so rightly called you in the chat. Uh, and, and then we've got this. Um, you know, we've got hair Tyler's carry. Hair, hair, tireless carry. Okay, that took me like an entire second to pass what you were saying. <laughs> I was wondering if you were just on a delay. No, I was trying to figure out what that was. <laughs> I'm hair tireless. Yeah, no, I, I get it now. How are you, Jeremy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm bounding with energy now. Yep, yep. You're you're a bouncing baby boy with energy. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I think we should intro the show because, unlike usual, I think our banter is is going nowhere. So let's just get into it. Uh, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of the Minimap Cast. <laughs> this is Minimap's weekly podcast where we talk about video games and Sam Lloyd. Uh, <laughs> what if you want to listen to more of things like this like times when we're more and less coherent you can go to minimap.com.au <laughs> where you can find each and every episode we've ever recorded uh of this podcast as well as our other podcasts uh you can also find that on youtube now and any podcast service of your choice uh if you wanted to support us there's a couple of things you could do uh wherever you find us if that's on youtube if that's well, there's not really a rating system on the website, but that's fine too. Or the, any podcast service. If you could give us a positive rating, uh, whatever that looks like, if it's a plus or a thumb up or a heart or a five stars or a tick, that would be great. It would help us out a lot. Uh, help us get in front of more people, which means that we get to share our opinions to more people, get more responses, get more people in chat, just sort of foster a bit of a community here around our silly discussions. Um as well as that, you could support us monetarily at patreon.com slash minimapau. Uh, that option is there for you if you want to do that. Um, if not, we'll be here for you free. Otherwise, there's a few perks over there, but aside from that, we'll be here. Uh, final thing is we wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv music from their YouTube channel as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at Shook dot bandcamp.com 
Jeremy, do you feel like talking for maybe like all of the podcast and carrying this one home? It seems that I'm a little I'm a little broken on the inside tonight. I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, no, because you won't like what I have to talk about in terms of the games that I've brought um, to the show. <laughs> that, that's funny because I I feel that way. I feel you're not going to enjoy what I've brought to the discussion in terms of what games that I've been playing. So, so looking ahead, part of it I am I am quite um, interested, but uh, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Um, uh, I'm just going to jump into what I've been playing, um, which is... The year was 2014. <laughs> yes, yeah, speaking of topic, we're playing Dark Souls 2. Um, <laughs> you know. Last week, you said... Uh, you said you were going to break my heart because you couldn't find the Final Fantasy VII disc. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah. And, and like, you were going to play it and you didn't because you couldn't find the disc. Yes. And then you said you might play Dark Souls 2. And I was like, don't do that. You haven't even finished Elden Ring. There are so many other things you could do. Yeah. I don't know when I'm going to go back to Elden Ring. Um, I've been, yeah, I've been interesting. Think, I've been thinking about it a lot and... I don't. I think while playing the worst Dark Souls two, <laughs> I, I thinking about the, the the Souls games and the From games. They, I think Elden Ring. Th- th- there, there is there is so much potential for you to do so many different types of of play styles and you can respec like much easier than you could in the past and respecing so easily and yeah respecing can dramatically change how you play that game and the progression is way less linear than it's ever been um you know there's still like the world is gigantic there's so many there's so many options and it's the it's the it's the open world like you know it's it's hard to know what I should be doing and it's hard to know how I should be doing it. Um, and I understand that that is like a, a, a gigantic appeal to a lot of people. It is to me to an extent, but it also leaves me quite lost a lot of the time. Um, it's, it's funny because we were going into Elden Ring thinking, oh, you just haven't been vibing with open worldification of games that you enjoy that aren't typically open world. And, and I, I think um, this one still does that well enough that I you know, got through fucking 60 hours of the game and loved it. Loved a yep. lot of it. Um, yep. But I feel like if I were to finish Elden Ring, I would have to restart. Oh, no, no, no. You don't have to restart. I, You're, you remember more than you realize, I promise you. Yeah, but I don't have the momentum anymore, right? Like, for me, these games all are, are all about making progress and, you know, doing a thing and getting better at something and upgrading here and there. And cause, cause you can do that really easily in this game, but I don't remember a lot of it. And I, and I don't, I also don't exactly know where to go. That isn't just the bosses that are much harder than me. Sorry, much, much oh. stronger than me, rather. Much harder than me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, that's Elden Ring, Dark Souls Two. Um, I have, <laughs> I, I have just 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 a, f- a few notes I, I want to get through to talk to this game and talk to why this is the weirdest one of all of them. Um, yep. So I have played now all of the modern From games. 
Um, yeah, like like to a to a large extent to a larger extent that I have in the past. This was this was the dark horse for me in terms of I played it. Um, uh, well, years ago, it was the, actually the first one of these that I played, but I barely touched it. I didn't really know, like, mm. really what I was doing in it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this is now um, the, one that I that I I understand the formula. I understand how to play these games. I understand, I understand how to tackle it, and I can see the differences between them. Um, mm. So, to start off. Uh, to start off, where the fuck is my notes? <laughs> Dark Souls 2. <laughs> um, the adventurer Neck has returned to the world of Dark Souls. Um, at this point, Neck, I'm Neck, so glad Neck is back. Neck is back. Um, I, I, I make my character Neck, named Neck in all of these games down. He's returned once more to enter the world of Dark Souls 2 and conquer it. Um, <laughs> What a weird fucking game. Um, I said this to you, and I said this to 2D, who was also currently in, in the chat as well. Um, Dark Souls 2, what a weird fucking game. Um, this it's game so does weird, not feel man. like 1, and it does not feel like 3, and yet it is part of the same series. This one could have been a separate franchise, and I wouldn't have said that that was, it, like, out of the realm of possibility. It could have been a, a Lords of the Fallen, or a The well, Surge, like it, it could have or been, a it Mortal could, Shell. It could have been, like, sort of. I mean, it's still a From game, and it still feels like Dark Souls in the sense that, you know, there's Estus, and there's the bonfires and all that stuff, but, like, this is, like, this could have been not a Dark Souls game um, due to the, the different vibe of the world, um, a lot of the different, uh, like, the different leveling system, um, the 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 speed at which you level, um, the world design of it, like there's and look, I think that only comes from the idea that Dark Souls three is more of a sequel to one than two is, um, mm. and so now Dark Souls has a feeling which is Dark Souls one and two, sorry one and three and two is kind of an outlier because three returned heavily to one. Jeremy, can I add to this? Yes. Hidetaka Miyazaki did not direct this game. Yes, yes, and and you can tell, um, it's it's different. Um, and it's look, the only one of these games that he hasn't directed. And look, I think like, I think they really went for something with this. And while I am not loving it immediately, um, I think some of it does hit really well. I really love Magula. I think that that is a really great world. Uh, mm. like location like hub like as a hub world i think it's great it's really pretty even for this like game that looks like a butt like it is a really pretty um area and i always enjoy going back there even if i've only got like two npcs or three npcs um yeah i i enjoyed it more and more as i played um it took me a while to warm up to it but it's kind of hard not to be comforted and charmed by it do you um, like so j- this this is like ahead of where I'm at, but do you build that up more? Like, do you build up the people? More NPCs that... will arrive, but like the you don't get any buildings growing or anything. That, like. That's fair enough. I wanted like my hope for Magula is yeah, like that it sort of feels more like a village, even though you know, like yeah, they don't need to have more buildings and stuff. But I wanted to feel like people are living there. Um, it, it does feel like that. It's in kind of like, but not in like a. It's not like Tarrytown in Breath of the Wild, you know, where, like, yeah, 2D and Chad has said it right, that they're all still quite static, you know. That, that's like, fine. But it's the kind of thing where it's like you can look 
to it can help you to sort of um get a better idea of of the zone and be like oh in that house there's the cat and in that house in the basement someone arrived because i found them in the mapping thing for that yeah. and in that house there's a merchant and in that house or outside that house is so like you just have that idea of knowing there are people there sure and that does just help it helps your perception of how full it is yeah right okay um this game feels really slow, like movement-wise. Everything is heavier. It takes forever to use my fucking Estus. Um, it's it's way more deliberate in that way. Like I feel like I'm playing these games for the first time when you're not used to playing these games because it is way slower than the others. And so I have to time things way... F- I have to really think about like what I'm doing in a fight more than, I, more than just like reflex. Um, Interesting. And part of that is because the most recent one games of like this that I've played are Elden Ring, Bloodborne, Sekiro, and uh, Demon Souls. Further back, those can all be really quite fast. Um, Dark Souls one and two, which are slower than those games, um, I think, uh, at least in 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 my experience, uh, they are they are still once again faster than two. But like those are the ones that I've played a, a bit further ago now. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to see all these games now and and see how much they all share like so many things, like so many things, but they all still put their own little twist on it when they can. Mm-hmm. It's 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 good to be able to appreciate that. Um, currently, I will say not. I, and I can see that changing, like you did. Currently, I'm enjoying the frequency of bosses. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair enough. Um, uh, 2D's asking, how do I feel about being able to fast travel between bonfires? Like, Dark Souls 1 is the only one that I think doesn't let you do that. So, to me, this just feels like all of them that isn't Dark Souls 1. Like, to me, Dark Souls yeah, 1 is a- the outlier. That's a good point. Yeah, um, that's part of what makes Dark Souls One's world so cool is that you you're kind of forced to learn how it all interconnects, and it is so interconnected in a way that no other environment in the Souls series is. Yeah. Um, you know, it it it'll hint at it in shortcuts inside of a dungeon or something like that, but that's kind of it. Um, yeah. You get it a little bit at the start of Bloodborne, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like the the uh, like the actual area of Yarnum in Bloodborne is is probably the the biggest return to Dark Souls 1 level design that From have done since. Um yeah, yeah. But like yeah, it, it's 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 sort of a different thing than than anyway. Um I'm getting so many levels, like I'm getting so many levels so quickly and they are they they feel less important like as a like I'm not noticing massive changes in the levels. Yeah, it's not um, like oh this this level give me the edge. It's like I need another five levels to maybe give me a little bit of an edge. Yeah, or like I need to make sure that I keep these f- like few stats up to speed um, as I'm traveling. These need to mm. be like consistently going up as I'm changing um, or moving through different zones. Um, Can this I ask is- Jeremy, how do you feel about the decaying health bar? Like every time you die, your maximum goes down until you uh, like uh, use or- the human effigy. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting. Um, I'm not super across the the like the law reason yet. Um, I would I would like to be. I'm assuming there is because they're 
are you saying there isn't or are you saying you don't know there is um i'm saying they haven't made it particularly overt if it's there yeah but what what do they make overt in these games um look i i think they, they did a good job at elden ring yeah but that was like <laughs> that's now <laughs> um uh, I don't. I don't mind it. I think it's an interesting reason to not just throw yourself at a wall over and over again. Um, it hasn't gotten to the point where it has like started to really tank my progress, um, yeah. and I can see that being more annoying in 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 a game like this than it. Uh, like I, I can see that being annoying in this one. Um, if I start to run out of effigies and then I'm stuck at a really low health like it's not unlike just you know being hollow or being in, in soul form in demon souls but yeah it's it can it, it's it's a it's a punishment for losing um yeah uh, and it's it's a punishment for repeatedly losing as opposed to losing once going to hollow form in like the other ones and just like yeah you're hollow until you yeah where again. it's like a state yeah um this one, I think, will benefit the most from a remaster than the others, and by and large, just because it's the oldest that hasn't been retouched now, um, mm. with Demon Souls and Dark Souls One having remakes and remasters between them. Um, I think this one could really use a like a like a fresh coat of paint. Um, it's because it, it's when you're in some of these zones, they sure are one color. Um, yeah. And look, it's that was that was what games looked like back then, especially like on those platforms at the at the in that era. You know, obviously it was borderline next gen. It, like it came out after Bioshock Infinite. You know, yeah, right. Um, I don't know. I think it 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 could use a fresh coat of paint, but you know, what game Definitely. from that era couldn't? Um, uh, I know it has the the level design in this are a lot more impossible. You know, in terms of like you know, big sky, open sky areas, like, below air. And I I know that, that uh, some, pe- some people don't like that, or at least some people yeah, found I think it. I brought that up in one of the last times I mentioned Dark Souls 2 in this podcast, which was a while ago now, but yeah. Um, I'm so far enjoying that because I think that the areas feel cool and Magula as a whole, M- M- Majula? I, I say Majula. But you know, do, who knows? It's all um, made up. Yeah, I think that the entire game feels quite dreamlike, and Madula feels really specifically like you know the lullaby plays when you go there. It's very quiet. Um, mm. It's it's a really nice location. It's a bit it's there's it's it's a bit of respite, but it's also really um, not heavenly. But it's it's kind of. It doesn't feel like a Peaceful. real. It doesn't feel like a real place. It kind of feels like the hunter's dream in that regard, right? Because you know the like all the areas in the other ones, like aside from the nexus um, in Demon Souls, which is its own thing anyway. Um, sort of just feels more like a train station. Um, the the a lot of the hubs in in these games don't quite feel like they they just sort of, they just a location in the world, and that's fine. But this one sort of feels like I'm in a it doesn't feel like a location in the world. It feels like I've I've accidentally gone into like the worlds between or something. Um, you know, the, the first area you go to is called like Betwixt or something. Um, yeah, the the lands the lands something like, like that. Yeah, from the get go, nothing feels quite real. Um, it all yeah. feels quite ethereal, quite dreamlike, and so that's why I'm 
I'm kind of all right with impossible world design and geometry because I feel like I wasn't like I wasn't teased it being real and then it not like I feel like like immediately none of it felt real um sure which, which I'm I, I think it's a, it's a disappointment for fans coming off of one where totally. I, everything I was it. so inextricably and purposefully linked like yes. you have to slowly work your way up through undead berg and at some point go to the point where you're basically above firelink shrine for that elevator to work and that's how that works it just it just does it just works out like that where the elevator happens to get you straight to that, that yeah that shortcut back to the starting area and it's like whoa and there's there's no possibility for that in this game because of how it's been constructed yeah and i think um you know like aside from anal Lundo, which is maybe the only part of dark souls one which did feel quite like i couldn't tell if this was like a real location or not um like yeah like the dark souls one world feels real um bloodborne does until it until it gets to a point that it doesn't like explicitly um uh sekiro does apart from like the dream worlds like the, the, you know like you you're sort of making you're working your way through worlds in these ones whereas this one i feel like i'm i feel like i'm walking between like realms and uh like different um yeah like like other people's dreams almost um yeah uh, which is you know it's me reading into it the way i'm 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 reading into it but also like i'm i'm getting that's, enjoyment out of that which is neat totally like that's not a bad perspective to have especially yeah. if it's working for you like yeah. go for it um I'm, I'm being asked how do i feel about health items and life gems do they undermine the point of the estus flasks like i i think that it's a, it's honestly like a funny middle ground in between um the uh the the different grass in yeah, demon souls in, yeah. um and and the estus in dark souls i think it's 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 a funny return to one and also continuing of the previous um i think just the 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 fact that with the life gems you can walk around while you're using it which i'm so glad you pointed out to me carrie um yes <laughs> you can walk around while using those while you can't with the estus is like a big thing also the estus is way slower to actually fill up your health mm. um than it has been in the past than in like previous games yeah it's it's definitely different. Um, I don't think it undermines Estus. I think it's Estus has got its 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 point, but I think maybe Estus becomes like the the long term health replenishing as opposed to in boss fights. Like you want to be using those life gems because they are faster. Um, you can move while you're using them, um, and life life gems as well. They're a great poison mitigator. Right, because sure. as poison ticks down slowly, the life gems tick up slowly. So it's just a, it's a nice little equalizer. Yeah, right. Um, look, yeah, my, I think I think in like the the speedrunning community that there's the the life gems have uh, the potential for being exploited quite handily, quite quite easily, and so I think people point to that as um not not always, but I think some people look at that as like oh this is part of why it feels different, part of why it feels off. Sure. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, look, and just like my final little bit is just, I, I think I am kind of enjoying it. Um, while I'm enjoying it, it's immediately clear that it is not going to be one of my favorites. Mm, interesting. Um, yet, you know, like unless the game turns and suddenly something happens in it that makes me fall in love with it. Um, but if not, like, that's fine. Like they don't all have to be my favorite. Um, you know. Like I wasn't going into this going like 
hey, fucking, what if this is like my next Bloodborne? Like that was that yeah, was totally. not a that was not even a that was not even a thing that I'd considered. Um, yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's it's fun to go through these games. I'm excited to mm-hmm. go through Dark Souls three when I'm done with this. Yeah, now that I, I want to get to three at some point. Yeah. Tootie says, highly recommend the DLCs. Um, that's that's for all with, of them, isn't it? <laughs> well, that is the case with, well, most of them. Uh, one's DLC. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's a good point. At least for the Dark Souls games, the DLC is really decent. Bloodborne um, as well. Right, yes. Uh, I think the problem with the DLC in this game is that it, a lot of it's kind of endgame level. Uh, and the endgame is so, so far away. <laughs> like i I, i've spoken about this game probably about six times on the podcast um not recently uh but all of my all of my feelings on it are in the in the previous logs of the show um but this game is so long like it defeated me with its length um if it was a game like elden ring where i engage with the systems a bit more i think it would have pulled me through but because of how quirky it is in a lot of ways and how it did feel a bit of a slog when engaging with some mechanics and not others. Uh, yeah, it definitely defeated me. Like every time I turn it on and I, and I play for a few hours, I'm like, man, I have gotten exactly like 1% closer to the end. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a funny feeling. I'm don't let that color your impression of the, of the, uh, of the game while you're playing it, Jeremy. And I'm interested to see how, how you keep going with it. Yeah, I'm 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 interested if I fall like if I fall off of it, when I fall off of it. Um because yeah. I was streaming it every time I played too. So that you know, that Yeah, it was it was more effect. work. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is a it is a weird one though. <laughs> I'll, yeah, it's uh, a let weird me game. you so you were talking about how you watched you watched one of my streams. Do you remember one where where I was in a like poison dank dark cave? uh no okay you'll you'll recognize it when you get there it's basically this game's blight town right um like visually and conceptually let me know when you get there i'll be interested to hear how you how what you think to this poison area in a souls game Uh, i know it's radical what was the message i sent you last night carrie i was like what the fuck? Waste high water. I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it it made you so much slower. It made you like immediately slower. Yep, yep. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, timely, prescient, uh, modern classics. I've been playing Final Fantasy 13. Uh, <laughs> uh i was in i was in buddy's chat last night and he asked what i was playing and i said don't tell jeremy he's going to be upset with me tomorrow when we do the podcast I'm not playing. i'll set you up playing final fantasy 13 no no i know but just like in a way it's like you, really you're playing dark souls 2 like it's kind of that yeah no i know um <laughs> this is a game that like i i played Sorry, really quick to be fair it's because there are no big releases coming out at the moment we can finally go back and play the games that we've sort of had our eye on in a fun way yeah like fun or replay the games we've had our eye on you know (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, you're right. You've played this you know, game before. You know how excited I was to play Horizon Forbidden West, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> Do you own it? No, I don't, okay, but right. that was the plan, right? Yeah, I finished I Guardians and then I play Horizon. And here I am with a 24-hour save in Final Fantasy XIII. 24 instead. hours? <laughs> and I just got to the open world today. Oh, I forgot how <laughs> long the beginning of that game is. Because I've, I've played on. that chunk. I've, I've, I've played a bit of that game. Yeah. So, I played this game 10 years ago. Um, it's funny, I went to an independent store in Melbourne that doesn't exist anymore called Dungeon Crawl. And that's a full day, you're right, Sam, 24 hours. And I went to Dungeon Crawl um, and I said, hi, I want to get uh, Final Fantasy thirteen, please. And so this was a while, a while, a while after it had come out. And the guy came, at, went out the back and then came came out with Final Fantasy fourteen, A Realm Reborn. It was like the week A Realm Reborn came out and it was coming out on PS3. And I was like, I had to be like, no, 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 I want thirteen. He's like, oh, sorry, everyone's been asking for fourteen. It's like you couldn't believe some part of his brain was like, oh, he went, oh, 13. Um, uh, I really liked that game at the time when I was much younger. I I was fa- I found myself, you know, I got through the start of it and I was curious about it. And I always thought the the intro cutscenes looked amazing and all of that when it was when it was new. And I never got to play it back then. Yes, yes. That, that is my biggest re- memory of that game is that like just how fucking incredible the cutscenes are and how gorgeous the game looked. Oh, and I mean, it's a it's a story you hear about every Final Fantasy seven game. Uh, pardon me, every Final Fantasy game. Um, sure. Kind of going back to seven is what I what I think of when they went fully three D. Those cutscenes are like they were jaw dropping at the time, and like a lot of them still hold up. Like you can go you can go back to like you can go back to eight and nine, and they're like decent. And you look at tens, and it's like. They're still really good. Those pre-rendered cutscenes are amazing in every game. And 13 yeah. is no different. Um, and I remember feeling quite compelled by the story and getting through it and having quite a fondness for it. I recommended it to our friend Byron a, a couple of years ago and they played it. And then one of the main characters gives guns to kids and they were disgusted and they refunded it. <laughs> it's like that gorilla <laughs> funny. Song. And you know what? That's pretty irredeemable. You know what, Byron? You're, you're right. Um <laughs> I'm not finding this game as um, it's reprehensible. Uh, as flawless, I think, as I did the first time I played it. But I am finding it strangely compelling. Okay. Like, and this is funny because I just recently finished Final Fantasy XII for the first time after having, you know, gotten 80% of the way through the game two years ago and then coming back to it and finishing it off. Sure. And I'm looking at both of these games in a way, and I think, because I got some responses um, on Twitter about how people felt about 12 and when they played it and how they enjoyed it and how it's their favorites. And and I really appreciate that. And a lot of, you know, if it hits you at the right time and, and the right time in your life and depending on how much time you put into it, like any of these Final Fantasy games are so different, but they can hit someone just right. Yeah. Um, and they're all really well made, even when they're kooky and a bit off. Yes. And the music. The, well, the music in 13 especially is fantastic. Yeah. I think oh, it's yeah. one of the best soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Um, like, maybe, like, of Final Fantasy, definitely. In games, maybe, like, it's, it's up there. And I think 12 and 13 are messes in different ways. But where 12 stumbles, well, not stumble, it doesn't, it doesn't stumble. It, it, 
it focuses on a more macro story, a more political, big picture story with a lot of sort of pseudo uh, Shakespearean language. Um, and I, in the end, I did find it a bit, and the, the the combat can be a bit less dynamic and a bit, you know, it kind of animates like a with like an MMORPG from that era. You know, it could the combat animates simply, and then the story I feel is quite um, obtuse. In this game, the the combat is the least, pardon me, it's the least Final Fantasy combat it's ever been. I think it's the uh, it's the one where your ATB gauge is filling up the whole time until it fills, and then it's infamous for having like an auto attack command that fills your command bar, and then your your party mem- your party member that you're um, controlling executes the commands. Yeah. And then while it fills up, you either you can choose the the, the attacks that you, you to to fight with, or you can just hit the auto attack button, and that's what does it. The reason why the auto attack button works is because Final Fantasy's th- Final Fantasy Thirteen's combat excels when it's about changing your character roles and less about controlling what your character's actual attacks are. Yeah. It's a it's about, you know, there are six different roles. There's the attacker, there's the magic user, the sentinel who like provokes enemies and makes them attack them and then guards so they don't take much damage. There's the debuffer, there's the buffer and the healer. And it's about when to change and how frequently you change and your team makeup. That's the real strategy of the game. That's the real um that's that's the real point of it that's the that's where the 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 meat of it lies not in the the setting the commands um it put a lot of people off though this is definitely this is a black sheep of the series in a lot of ways you know it's funny when we're talking about dark souls 2 as well yeah um i really i really like the combat it takes so long to get going like it takes about fifteen hours for it to get properly um complex enough where it's not you know oh unique characters or it's like this is what it's like when you've got two of these types of characters make it work, but because you're kind of being taught what it's like to only have those roles, you're being limited by the story progression and which characters are with who the gameplay never really gets that difficult it's it's a very it's not a tutorial, but it kind of feels like it in a grand over overlooked scheme, yeah. And then when you finally get your full party and you can you can determine who's who's in the in who who are your three characters that you're rolling with and you can decide how to upgrade them and you can you can start upgrading your weapons way more and like it really moves forward once you hit that point. It's, it's and, it, and it was the criticism back then too. It was like, hey, once you get to twenty hours, it's it's a really great game. Um, it's, and I find the be, story so beyond that, it's like once you get to twenty hours, like the the tutorial finally stops. Yeah, kind of. They, they, the training wheels are fully off at that point, and it, the training wheels are kind of on that whole time. Yeah, it it took a long time um, to get to that point in that game where you felt like you completely understood what was going on. Yeah, totally. Uh, June is in the chat. Uh, it says, as a fifteen-year-old, I enjoyed the combat for the paradigm shift mechanical horse cutscene, Lamau. And honestly, yeah, there's a lot of that. The, the cutscenes and the animation and the design of this world is pretty. It's pretty great. Um, and you know, you, you get summons in this game and lightnings is a, a horse called Odin that she can like ride on 
and, and, and <laughs> Hopes is oh, it's like a big mech. And then when you like turn it into its like vehicle form, because they all have like like a beast mode, like it's Beast Wars. But Hopes is just a it like turns into a big walls. wall. <laughs> like it calls in satellite like mechanics from like space, like it's the Hulkbuster, and like <laughs> just forms a mechanical wall. It's so funny. Um I think what was fascinating about a lot of this stuff is like they were really gunning for like Hey, like we're we're gonna have like another cloud, yeah. Right, like, yeah. and you can see that throughout, like the way they lightning. treated thirteen and why the way they treated yeah. lightning, but also like the way they treated the next two games they made about thirteen. Like, they were really like, hey, like guess what? Like, we're gonna have like another Final Fantasy seven on our hands. And it, while it didn't work, like it feels way way similar now yeah. uh, with both of us feeling a lot more, you know. Like both of us understanding seven a whole lot more. Um, like, are you are you feeling that? Like, are you are you getting like weird, like not knockoff cloud, but like, like cloud, similarities, cloud adjacent? Yeah, definitely. Like, lightning is that she's so indifferent at the start, and then she softens, and um, and she's the badass like soldier, not capitals, not yeah. acronym soldier, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. The you, you can see those comparisons in there, but it it's it's funny. I watched a uh, a video essay on the game, and they were talking about how uh, the first someone you know they were, they were at like a midnight launch event for Final Fantasy twelve, mm. and not this person, but someone was, and uh, someone who was there like covering the event put the microphone up to the first person who got the first copy of Final Fantasy twelve and said, "Is there anything you want to say?" Uh, while the director is here of, of Final Fantasy XII, and they said into the mic, please remake Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that's what they said, like, 10 years after Seven and all of that. So, And it kind of points to, you know, how much demand there is for it. And oh. you could see the similarities to Seven's world and characters and and even, like, with the ATB system, sort of trying to modernize that, keep it new, but very definitely work on that form of combat rather than say do an iteration of 12's combat or 10's combat it's very much like here's here's a seven like combat system i mean they've been chasing that dragon since it came out like to the to the extent that like you know one of the massive marketing ploys for the first kingdom hearts games was hey sorry, the first kingdom hearts game was hey cloud is in this um and that sold them like that guaranteed them like like a minimum amount of quant- qu- uh, copies sold, yeah. Just like a minimum he amount up. of millions of copies sold, <laughs> and it's like it's you know the 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 meme about like featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series sticker. Like they could have put that sticker featuring Cloud from the Final Fantasy VII game on yeah. stuff, and it would have just sold. It just yeah, would have totally. gone nuts. It's like how people bought um Final Fantasy Type Zero because it had a Final Fantasy Fifteen demo on it. Mm. Hmm. 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 Uh, so yeah, it's, it is weird, but like, it definitely has its own flavor pretty quickly. They talk so much about Falsy and Lassie and Pulse and Cocoon and there's so many random terms that if you don't wrap your head around, you you can get pretty lost. Yeah. Um, that I'm not going to bother trying to explain. Yes. So I'm finding the story really compelling. Like, I think it's the best part of this one. And I think why I'm enjoying 13 more than 12 is because 
it plays more like uh like uncharted meets final fantasy rather than like world of warcraft meets final fantasy if you know what i mean like i feel like those are the two different types of games that we're talking about and then 10 i guess is like pokemon meets final fantasy it's just pokemon's combat system sure (laughs) um but what i mean by that is you get the you get the quality voice acting um troy baker's in this one and i actually enjoy his 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 performance in this one because he's such a schlocky anime character like it really lends itself well to his performance because it's he plays it really seriously but it's so hammy and over the top it works and like the person who plays liara mass effect is lightning like the 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 voice acting's great the 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 graphics are aging but they're not that aged that they're still holding up for what they are yeah and playing it on series x there's there's a bit of resolution scaling and fps scaling on there not too much but a little bit yeah they 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 did a i think it went through their boost program yeah uh it's i don't think the story's that good like i was i was i was thinking about how i really remembered and i really enjoyed and moments stuck with me of that game when I played it originally and it had been long enough that those memories had faded. And then when I got to those points in this game again, I was like, Oh, this scene, Oh, it didn't hit me anywhere near as hard this time. Damn. (laughs) But I don't know. Like I could just kind of put that to like 16 year old Kerry had a good time. Right. And even if he didn't know any better, whereas, you know, 27 year old Kerry can kind of see through the cracks a little more. Um, it's you know it's not a great story it kind of just kind of kind of just sends them forward like i can't tell you that many great things about the plot but i'm compelled to keep playing i just find it that compelling and the cool thing is now that i get to this part of the game where it opens up mechanically and i'm in an open world section that can take five to ten hours to complete if you do all the side stuff and level your characters and all that Mm. the all of the cutscenes like ease off but the combat has been sufficiently fleshed out throughout the previous 20 hours that there's a lot of meat on that bone and there's a lot of strategy and there's a lot of fun. Also the upgrade system is really fun to use. Like there's a pretty linear path and you get like say a thousand points and you have to use that a thousand points to go from your HP thing, the thing you most recently upgraded to a new ability or a magic strength upgrade or whatever. Mm -hmm. And as you hold X, it fills up the line between one node to the other and goes like, and does this nice effect and does that every time and so if you leave your upgrade points if you like leave it for like an hour of combat and you're like all right i'm gonna level everyone up now and you're just going you're just filling all of the bars and you get it's a nice little like like pre-loot box serotonin (laughs) kind of a like it's just great game feedback it's a great upgrade system right yeah i don't know I can't I can't recommend this game to anyone in a way that maybe I would have 10 years ago. I've been like, oh, it's really worth a try. Like in a way that I did recently with Byron, because I was like, oh, I really enjoyed it. People should play it more. It gets a it gets a bad rap. Um, I could see why people don't like this game, though. Would you recommend that game to someone that enjoyed it when it came out and didn't get super far and fell off for no particular reason? Or is it just yes, or is it still definitely. just like or is it still like but there, are there better versions of this out there now? I I I genuinely think there's nothing like this game. Right. Okay. Honestly. There's and it's funny when you look at the comparisons that that video essay I watched uh pointed a couple of things out 
in that a lot of the creative team who worked on Final Fantasy 13 worked on Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Right, okay. And you could kind of see some of that in the way the way the combat animates and the um the stagger system in 7 Remake is lifted almost directly out of 13. It was mm. introduced in 13, hardly seen since then, and the next time we saw it was in 7 Remake. Yeah, like right. There's a lot of parallels that you can draw there. And I think to get there, I'm glad we had this one. Um, if anyone had any vague interest in the story, then I think it's worth playing because that's basically the best part of the first 15 hours of that game is the characterization and, the, and, the, and just kind of going through the plot, walking through it. Um, and then if you hate the combat, then you'll you'll fall off when it hits the open world at the and the you might fall off before that. There's a fair bit of combat earlier on, um, but if you get to the point where you're in get you're engaged in the story and you get to the the open world, I think you'll be enjoying the gameplay by then if you've gotten that far. So, anyone who has thought about enjoying it at one point and did fall off, I think it's worth it. But okay. for someone who's who like tried it and didn't like it, or for someone who looked at it and was like, I don't like the style or I think the gameplay, well, yeah, like, it, it's really hard to say who this is for. Right, that's fair. I mean, look, it's it's not like they re-brought out this game, it's just an old game. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not going to play 10-2. Um, I might dabble with 13, uh, Lightning Returns. I right. might dabble with the third entry. Wait, sorry, that one was sorry, weird. That sorry, one was thir- only Lightning. Was- sorry, 13-2 or 13? Because you said 10-2. Oh, did I? My bad. Uh, uh, I'm not going to play 13-2. Okay. Oh, wow. I did. I did. I said that. And I'm like, wow, that was weird in my mouth to say. Um, yeah, I'm not going to play 13-2. Okay. That game's an oddball, and it's and it's a reaction of the backlash they got from 13. Right. In a lot of ways. Um, but Lightning Returns is quite unique in a lot of different ways again. So I am interested to see how that plays. Okay. Not, I'm not going to guarantee that I get to it, though. Yeah. I, I own a copy of 13-2. On the 360, and it is still sealed. <laughs> Classic Jeremy, just like. Well, because I, I was like I, I was playing 13 when I came out. Oh, sorry, I was playing 13 when I saw uh, this copy of 13.2 in the shop, very cheap. Oh, you were like, oh man, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna do it. Well, like, look, it was already really cheap, and it was a sequel to a game I was currently playing. And I was like, look, I might like you know, I'll buy it so that I can get to it when I beat this one, and I never did, and so yep. I never did. Totally. When I finished 13, you know, 10 years ago, I had every intention of going back and playing 13 too. Mm. Um, but it was more new at that time and not that cheap. Yeah, right. But yeah, the the more I've looked into it in the last week or so, it's like, nah, nah, mate. <laughs> you, you don't need this. And it's that kind of thing, like when you, like the, the JRPGs, they, I just noticed this with Persona Royal the other day, like we finished the main game and got to the Royal content. But the main game, it sums things up very well. These big games, they go so large. These JRPGs, you know, you kill God in all of them, basically. Yep. And then you 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 played, like, the sequel. And it's like, wait, what happened? Oh, basically, everyone's unhappy and made bad choices and the world's a, an entire mess again. And so there's a part of me that's like, maybe I just, there's no point. Just be happy with an ending you get at 13 if you enjoyed it and then move on. <laughs> you never watched a whole like, lot of anime, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. Just, just cheese TV. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean, though, right? Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I, like it's it's weird when they when they they want to extend it, and so they have to artificially undo 
and like stretch out and that uh, I uh, just I, I linked you a Star Wars video earlier today, Jeremy, and they said something like that too. And they're like, "Hey, they brought back Han and Leia, but they were pretty resolved at the end of <laughs> Revenge of, of uh, Return of the Jedi, and to bring them back, they kind of had to undo all of their story points." What? <laughs> uh, and then uh, we're going a bit long here, but I'm just going to touch on these. Uh, <laughs> our topic of the show. <laughs> Speaking of things that are new and modern and and really, really uh, current, um, I've played all of the Jack and Daxter games this week. <laughs> 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 what is this episode? It's so weird. <laughs> um, specifically because so last week I spoke about playing Jack and Daxter for the first time in ages and how I was a I was too harsh on it with my initial aged impression um kind of for the sake of it well no i went back to jack and daxter after that episode i got bored i got bored i got bored of that game it like it slows down dramatically in the middle well i don't think it's even that like i'm playing it and i'm like oh i see what this game is this game is spyro this is what if naughty dog made a spyro game but for the playstation 2 it's a Spyro game. It's collect all the gems and free all the dragons, I, aka collect the power cells. And there's a couple of vehicle sections, and there's like an underwater section, and there's a there's a fire section, and there's a race. You can only be on your speeder for this section, and there's a beach section. And it's I and like that's fine, but like I I man I I lost steam on that game, and so I'm like. Maybe I'll go back to Jack and Daxter. Maybe I won't. Let's start up Jack 2 and see how I feel. Because I, that's the one I owned. I owned 2 and 3. I never owned 1. I only rented it. I'm much more familiar with 2 and 3. So I, I loaded up 2. And immediately, instantly, I was having a better time. But that's not to say that people who really liked one's style... And type of gameplay and setting and anything. pace and <laughs> everything. Literally anything. Literally anything that they liked about one that was almost Protagonist, definitely cohesion, changed into. gameplay, music, there's themes, next, world. There's next to nothing in Jack 2 that they didn't change from Jack 1. Jack 2 is like a... Jack, Jack 2 is like... <laughs> Daxter is the only constant. Um, yeah, uh, point 2D. Jack 2 is like... Like he literally goes through a portal at the beginning of the game. Yeah, like, they like, like they start you at the start, and then at, they start you at like the shack where you start the first game, and then they're like, "Whoa, we powered up some ancient tech. Let's go!" It, now we're in a portal. Now we're in a dystopian city. Now it, Jack's being tortured for two years, and now he can speak and has like dark eco powers, and is a really angsty like skater boy from the two thousands. It, it, it's, like, it's really strange that they did this and not just make another franchise, right? Because like it's 
like, look, I'm going to, I wasn't super familiar with how popular things were back then, but I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Jack and Daxter isn't exactly the most popular franchise. I think people quite liked the first one as like a fun platformer that, you know, the whole family can enjoy. But like, I don't know how popular it was when it came out though. This is what I I mean, right? It's like, I'm not sure why they decided to bring this character forward. Um, and not just make another one. And I'm not sure why, out of all things, they could have made like brought this brought forward into you know a dark energy setting. Why this one in particular? Yeah, um, that was so bright and just a little sarcastic, but like quite bright and cartoony. Yeah, like people thought it was weird when Crash Bandicoot starting to started to wear actual jeans, but this is like a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so weird, and you know there are so many relics in Jack and Daxter that are like the, the first game that is so strange. Like there's this scene where, like every woman in that game has the biggest boobs you've ever seen in your life, and is yeah. wearing next to nothing, and it's a kids game, and it's like all right, that's fucked up. And there's there are, are cutscenes where Kira's in like the shack and like looks and looks in the telescope to be like, oh look, this is what's going on that's wrong in the scene. She has to bend over to look in the telescope. And the scene you're looking at is her looking at the telescope, Jack standing behind her, eyeing her butt until she turns around and he's like, oh, and then she turns to look in the telescope again and he's like, oh, straight looking at and I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is so weird and gross. Yeah, it's the, it's the, the, the crude humor of, of, it's the crude chewed of that era, um, but like it's, but not in the, not in the. Not in a clever way that I think Ratchet and Clank sort of started to really, really nail. You know, because Ratchet and Clank is quite crude. Oh. Uh, not not in that way though. Uh, I, don't, I mean, like, look, I think Ratchet and Clank is but... and Clank isn't isn't as demeaning, but they they sure do have a gun called the Rhino, which stands for Ripier a new one. Oh sure, yeah, and that one. That is a little crude. It's not sexist, though. <laughs> exactly. That, and that's what I mean by, by Ratchet and Clank was, at least as far as I can remember, not, not nearly as, as demeaning yeah, or object, I, I, objectifying. The only thing I can think of is like the, the, the Britney Spears robot. But, uh, yeah, but even yeah. then, like, it's like no one's going like a wooga like when they're looking at it, really. It's just, yeah, and it, it was more of a commentary. It was more of like a Simpsons spoof than like a... Yeah, like a genuine character that they put in there so that everyone could look at anyway. Yeah. So Jack Two, right? <laughs> what? The, so what happened, right? Jack One came out and it was Spyro, but on the PS2, made by Naughty Dog, and it was like who knows how popular it was. It was popular enough that I Jack it- was on my like swimming certificates at school, right? Like, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, I I think I think Jack and Max though um, reviewed quite well. Okay, cool. Uh, and but between then, or around that same time, you know what else came out? Grand Theft Auto Three, and it introduced the modern open world genre to the world and was incredibly popular. And yeah. Simpsons knocked it off with Road Rage, and everyone uh, wanted and a slice of that pie. Pardon? Hit and run. Uh, was Road Rage the Crazy Taxi ripoff? Yes. Okay, yeah, Hit and Run. So. What they did is they took Jack and Daxter and they ran it through a PG, so they took it up a a, a, a rating grade, and then ran ran it through a GTA filter, 
but still hitting a, a PG rating, and that was that was the result. We get yeah. Jack gets a gun now. He can talk, and he's angry, and he's a bit of a skater. You can hijack vehicles. You're in this dystopian city. You're a, you're helping take down the regime of this evil thing. Praxis. <laughs> yeah, Praxis. Baron Praxis is a thing. Uh, there's an interview somewhere. This is Tootie in the chat where one of the Jack Two devs explicitly says, "Well, GTA was really popular." I mean, yeah, like you can it, see it. it. It's, it's so blatant. Like, um, and you know, to be to be fair, this was not the only franchise that decided to copy Grand Theft Auto. Totally. Like, it's so many, so many Grand Theft Auto knockoffs. I should play yeah. some of those. Like, I should just sit down and decide to play through a bunch of the shitty... <laughs> yeah, Dark Souls 2, Grand Theft Auto knockoffs. Oh, I reckon that'd be what fascinating. What a time to be alive. I'd, I'd love... Mm, I'm gonna put Maybe that, just watch some videos. I'm sure someone's already done the work for you. I'm going to put that in the bank. <laughs> uh, so, I, what, so, I said a couple of weeks ago that I think Jack 2 and Jack 3 are better. I don't think they're better. I think they're just they're just different. They're just different games. Like they're just this series is in it's a it's a case study in a in a existent in a in identity crisis. Like this series has no idea what it wants to be, what its best foot forward is, what it's going to how it's going to make its best impression, how it's going to it has no idea what it is. Yeah. And like it, I, I don't know what to make of this series, and I can't believe it did as popular as it... It was as popular as it was, considering how, like, confused it is. It's such a confused franchise. It's so confused. Especially considering know. the two spin-offs that came out after the, the main line. Or the three spin-offs, what? actually. Sorry. What there was, there was X. There was just Daxter on the PSP, and yeah. there was the Dark. No, the Dark Frontier or something. Something Frontier. Yeah, the Frontier. It wasn't made by Naughty Dog though. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, like a sumo digital joint or something. Yeah, like Naughty Dog made X, and then and then moved on to Uncharted. Um, Probably for the best. Lost Frontier. That's right, too. Right. Yeah. Um, I saw that in stores. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Why haven't I heard anything about this? Oh, I probably don't want to play this. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, like 12 at that point. I was like, I, I could smell the fish. I, I was, could smell the fishy. It was like, Ugh. I was younger than you and I could see that with that game yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that it was just like, a, I don't, you know what? I don't think I need to, I don't, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, it's fascinating playing these. I so I played an hour of two. I really enjoyed it. I think it does a lot of things well for how early it is in the game. In in like the open world, three D open world game, like you could see pretty big areas at once in that like big open water channel area. Um, there are also some seams that you could see. Like you have to like snake your way through a lot of corridors. Like the whole place is a big corridor basically. Yeah, it takes forever to get anywhere because you're just turning around on these these. Um, these really fragile, like, like bikes that blow up whenever you hit something. Oh, the, I remember that a lot. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> like, and look, I, I first played, like, I first properly played 2 and 3, like, on the PS3 collection. Sure. Um, and by then, like, the, the fucking driving, I remember just, like, being visibly, like, this fucking sucks and just turning off the game. They don't, they, 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 they steer really badly. The different... The different bikes all have different types of bad steering, and you can you can modulate between being up above ground 
or being at ground level, which basically means do you want to be hitting pedestrians and pol- and crimson guard like like authorities that will like give you a wanted level basically yeah. um, as soon as you hit them, or do you want to instead be hitting explosive other cars constantly? And then, like, you could fly over the top of some buildings in the city, but not all of them. So sometimes you fly straight at them thinking, oh, I'll go over this one. And they just slam right into it and explode. Like, it's... But also, they've got this really dynamic wayfinding system where on the map it shows you, you know, the different icons for the different missions. But it, it, don't, it won't do the thing where it's like, oh, it's the, the mission is directly north of you, but you have to go... You have to snake, like, east and south and up and down and left and right to go through all the different... Um, avenues to get there it will show you it will dynamically guide you through the city and be like oh now you need to go east for a little bit and it's like now that you've gone to this point now you need to go a bit further north and it's like okay you can't go straight north there now you've got to go a bit more west like it, the way it dynamically guides you is quite good the 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 story and the voice acting and the humor is way better in two and three than it is in one like one is just like random villagers say stuff and jack stares at kira's butt but like two is like there's there's some stuff to laugh about. Jack like Dax is pretty funny. Like he's 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 fine. Like he's he's good. He's got some funny sayings. Some of it's a bit much. Like bit a bit too much fat phobia in two. Um, and then for a laugh, or rather for this discussion, I thought <laughs> let me load up three and just get a fresh impression of that one in this comparison of all of these. And you can really see that being the last game before they made Uncharted. You know, there's there's a real they made cinematic. X. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> they made X. So I'm not really interested. You know what I mean, though. Like they they shat out X just to get something out. Directed by Neil Druckmann. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he did work on the Jack games. Um, oh, I'm sure he did. He, he would have been around then. Yeah, but three three is really interesting. It's the one I like the most. They throw you into the middle of the desert. Which you don't see coming at the end of two, and so it's it's yeah. a really strange thing. It's, so they give you this five, <laughs> kind of, yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but they give you this this five minute cutscene that sort of explains how you got from the end of two to the start of three because they're so disparate. And um, it's a, a actually plane. a good cutscene. Like like the tower falls in the main city, and like there's some excellent destruction effects, and they're jumping to different things, and and the. I think that the writing is actually a step up again in two. Like I actually noticed it. Like it's decent. The combat feels way better. And I'm and I'm looking at the inventory menu in that. I'm like, you know, the driving was pretty whatever, but I enjoyed trying out the different vehicles in that game. And you get way more weapons in three, and you get that whole light jack stuff, and you get the armor upgrades. And three three was the best version of two. Two was I don't know what the fuck it is like it's such a strange decision to make and yeah. one is a different a game great, altogether. <laughs> it's just a great spyro game yeah you know it's so what a confused franchise i can't believe it was as popular as it is i just cannot i think it was like i i think weirdly enough there would have been some cross-pollination between Jack 1 and Jack 2 and Jack 3 for the people that played Jack 1 first and then played Jack 2 but had aged up to the to the point where they wanted to play a Grand Theft Auto but like weren't allowed to maybe like I do wonder yeah. I do wonder if that if that would have worked for them um, yeah the, the 10 to 14 year olds yeah it's a strange say, saying Gary um but the the 
<laughs> it just it just sounded odd. Like it was just a funny like. It's an age range. What do you want from me? <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you said tender. Oh my god! No. Oh my god! Ten to fourteen year old age range. Goodness me! <laughs> I'm so glad you said something. <laughs> I was like, so I could definitely clear that up. I'm, I'm so, I thought uh, I thought you were describing um, like the tender young age of. Well, I thought you were describing fourteen year olds that were not a playground deaf daughter. Like they were too tender to play an adult. Oh my game. god, too soft. <laughs> the most non carry thing to say ever. <laughs> the, the soft fourteen year olds <laughs> that weren't allowed grand theft daughter. They couldn't handle San Andreas. <laughs> oh shit. Um, You're too soft for Gears of War. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I think that... Um, <laughs> Prototype. <laughs> fuck, that's funny. Um, I've almost lost my train of thought now. Like, I think that, yeah, like, it, they do the... Um, like, what a lot of really successful children's shows do, which is grow with their audience. <laughs> I think, like, uh, they kind well, of they kind of could have done that but it's for a much smaller range. I think they could have done it a lot more gracefully. Oh, sure. It, like... Like, this was... They, it happened off-screen, you know? It's like you watch one season of something, you come back for the second season, and, like... It's a different it's show. It's completely different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's like going between... Hang on, i got to get the names of this. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know what on. this is going to be. Hang on. No, this is this is great. Uh, I'm sure. So, Yeah, it's like going from Beast Wars, the end of oh, Beast Wars God. Season 3, to Beast Machines. No one knows what that's like. <laughs> no one knows what that means. You've just said so a saying. So Beast that Machines is... was like, it was like a continuation I, I spin-off. I didn't ask. <laughs> So they like returned to Cybertron, but like Megatron made it back first, and like and like, are you hitting the? Please don't hit that button. I'm not ready to outro yet. All right. Well, we should probably outro. Actually, I have nothing else to say. Mm. Uh, I just can't believe. I just can't believe how confused that game is. We're going to come back with a subscription service wrap up. Everyone, stick Smack around. <laughs> subscription service SmackDown. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We've just had a raucous break on Twitch, listening to Jeremy's. Raucous school. is such a such an apt way to describe that. That was it was it was pretty raucous. We were listening to Jeremy's uh, playground mafia days, mm-hmm. where he was where he was extorting his classmates for money. It wasn't extorting. I was selling. Product. There's also the the organized illicit Beyblade ring behind the shed at school. Moving merchandise. What do you want? <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for being here. Uh, we are going to do the topic of the show now, and it's going to be uh, sort of one part impressions, three part, <laughs> three part, like this is like a recipe. <laughs> One one part impressions to three part evaluations. <laughs> I'm gonna give my impressions on PlayStation Plus 
Deluxe. Plus, plus, plus. So that, so that we can then go on to the... Jeremy, do you want to say it with me? The subscription service SmackDown. You missed it. The subscription service. Oh, <laughs> sorry. There's a there's a delay. <laughs> uh, the subscription service SmackDown. We were going to compare and contrast Xbox Game Pass, Nintendo Switch Online, and PlayStation Plus in its newest iteration, and see who they're for and what their best value is and whether they're worth it and if you should only have one, which one it should be, and all of that. I wish um, I could. Um, sorry, just just on that really quick. I wish I could. Uh, like quickly do like a voice vo- uh, a voice meter thing or a voice mod thing to have like subscription service smackdown like like a, like a full yeah. announcer i reckon yeah, that, that could be a good addition like voice to every, mod going on or something yeah that, that could be a good addition for every every topic of the show going forward is to just say it in a like like, a, like <laughs> regardless a, of what it is yes <laughs> xbox bought bethesda <laughs> da, da, da. final fantasy 7 <laughs> review <laughs> Uh, so, um, yeah, we're going to review them all. Now that all three of the big console players have a subscription service, they're all quite different from each other. Yes. Um, but before we get into the comparisons, uh, we've got to talk about my complete impressions of PlayStation Plus as it is today. Um, last week I gave my sort of initial impressions. Uh, we were talking about Jack and Daxter before. That was based solely I was only able to do that because of PlayStation Plus Deluxe. Um, Final Fantasy Thirteen. I'm only playing because of Game Pass. So you know, there's a it's a it's a subscription service uh, friendly episode, I guess, informed episode, I suppose. Um, but I'm gonna give my sort of overall thoughts and impressions of PlayStation Plus now that it's now that it's finally rolled out in its new form. I um a quick recap. I was very uh semi-excited for this service when it was announced uh in what march yeah uh and then for a while it was looking like i was going to be maybe the only person who was excited to like turn off their xbox game pass and go to playstation plus deluxe instead yes uh, like i was keen for it i was excited for it and i was maybe one of the only people who was that <laughs> I, I would still say you are the only person that is excited to turn off their game pass to join this one uh, I don't know that I'm still there, but the thought definitely did occur. <laughs> right, okay. So you're not even, no one's that. <laughs> well, just, just, well, remember when we were talking, when we started breaking it down when they announced the game lineup, remember we got to that conversation and I was like, oh, I'm kind of not as hot on this as I thought I was. Yeah. Um, and then it so got worse. It, and then and then it, then it got worse. And, and, and now it's here. <laughs> it got worse and then it got worse and now it's here. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of a similar arc to what happened with Nintendo Switch Online, right? Where I'm like, N64 games! And then there was like, oh, there's only like 10 of them. Oh, and you're charging kind of a lot for it. And, and I'm, I'm, oh, Ocarina of Time runs like dog shit. Uh, without to you know, get too big-headed both times, I'm sitting here going like, this doesn't seem great. <laughs> this doesn't seem great. <laughs> And I and I and I say these things of like, oh, these were disappointing. And I'm saying that after having given the corporations my money anyway. So you know, I'm 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 Jeremy was the sucker of the podcast for a long time, but I think right now I am the sucker. Um, oh, Sam's just saying in chat. I listened back to that Ocarina review episode this week. So good and so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it was sad. It was heartbreaking. Yeah, it is heartbreaking. Um, so PlayStation Plus is here. Uh, I decided to get Deluxe because I'm seven months through my annual subscription for PlayStation Plus Essential, which is what it's now called, the previous tier. 
Um, so it was only 35 bucks to upgrade for the rest of the year. I thought that was a reasonable fee for something I'm keen to get to have my own impressions of to see if I even want to use it. I've kind of been, I've tested most of the features that it's got. Um, and just to give you my overall impression, I think this service is, uh, what's, I'm trying to think of one definitive word to describe it. Uh, it's not a failure, but if I was running, I'm using way more than one word, if, but if I was running PlayStation <laughs> and if I was in charge for any of this uh, service right now, I would be embarrassed. Right. That's my, okay. that's my conclusion. This, this, um, so this is coming, this is on you, me, because I, we haven't spoken about how you feel about it at all. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. This has just been percolating. I haven't said this out loud to anyone now that I think about it. It's just yeah. been sitting here. Yeah. Um, it's strange. First of all, I didn't mind to begin with when we, when we brought it up, but there are nine purchase options for this service now. You can get PlayStation Plus Essential, PlayStation Plus Extra, PlayStation Plus Deluxe. So those are three different things. And then each of those come with three different amounts that you can buy them in. One month, three months, 12 months. Yep. So all of a sudden there's nine purchasing options. And it's that same thing where the more you buy it once, the cheaper it is month per month, but the more expensive it is at once, but it locks you in and maybe you wouldn't have used it for the full 12 months, so they get more money because you didn't make blah, blah, blah. You know, that's it's subscription services. It's, it's Netflix, it's Spotify, it's, we're familiar with that model. Yeah. Um, it is very complicated for this though. And I'm, j- I'm going to be talking about Deluxe specifically because it's what I've got. It covers everything available to us in Australia. Mm-hmm. When you pay extra for Deluxe, uh, the, 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 what you're getting on top of extra is you're getting access to their, their classics catalog mm-hmm. um, and game trials, which is new games or newer games that you get a two-hour trial for to play and then that's it. Um, that's basically all we get. If we were in the States or Europe, where they have PlayStation Plus Premium instead of Deluxe, uh, it would cost a bit more, but we would get more features. We would get basically everything available on PlayStation. Now, um, we would get PlayStation Vita games and PlayStation 3 games. Vita games? Is that right? I don't think there are Vita games. <laughs> There's another platform in there, I swear, that was available. Uh, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't... Maybe mm, I'm wrong. Yeah, no. Let's say not that. Though. Definitely not Vita, but, because there's too many... Back touch games. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so fair enough. Uh, but you get access to PlayStation 3 games um, via streaming only, not through emulation, as well as the PS2 and PS1 games that we get access to in, in the deluxe version. Um, Classics. I can't talk to the PS3 streaming. What I can talk to is the lack of options, the lack of games available that you get in deluxe for upgrading to deluxe um you know we're talking about what is it like 10 ps1 games that and it's like two ape escapes and like that one jumping game and like i don't even know if it's that many like it's not that many it's not really that little it's really sparse (laughs) (laughs) tootie says two ape escapes i'm in Uh, and they're, they're introducing the right NTSC modes, but it took them a while because people complained about it. Um, like, so, it, yeah, a couple of Ape Escapes and, like, Wild Arms 
like one and three, but not two, like random shit. Yeah, the, one you of get, the, the Resident Evil one, like yeah, you get Resident cut. Evil director's cut, like random stuff, and that runs through their new PlayStation One emulator. That's a new layer. It gives you rewind. It gives you save states. You can load the save states. That's cool. Whatever. I'd be so curious if it's just running like PSSX two or like like any of the actual like open yeah. source ones. Yeah, it's it's a new emulator than what they were running on the PS3, for example, though. Right. Um, the collection is so sparse of PS1 games. The PS2 games available, there's not any new ones available. The only ones that are there are the ones they were charging for for the last four years on PlayStation 4, which is Jack 1, 2, 3, 4, like, like Star Wars Racer Revenge and Jedi Starfighter, like random stuff. No new games in that in arena. And then to fill out their classics catalog, anything that is a remaster of something on the and that is a native PS4 or PS5 game, like, for example, The Last of Us Remastered, or the Bioshock Collection, or Batman Return to Arkham, all these modern games, you only get access to them, these PS4 native apps, through the extra tier. Despite the fact that when you so for, for the deluxe tier, let me be more precise with my words. Despite for the fact when you get the lower down extra tier, you are buying a PS4 and PS5 catalog of games. They're holding back games that are remastered from an older series, from an older franchise, because they know if they don't have those remasters in there as their classics, there's only going to be like 25 games in there. You're only going to recognize five of them and you're going to be done with them in 10 minutes. Like, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that they're charging extra for remasters of games that are released on a platform that is still current. They're still making games for the PS4. They shouldn't be charging extra for Bioshock Remastered and <laughs> Batman so Return to, to Arkham. Like, it's so offensive that, that, that their service isn't ready yet. And so to make it worth the amount that they want to charge, they're padding it out however they can. I, I can't, and NSO was like this when it launched, when they launched their expansion pack, right? It was like only eight games more coming later, and it was like, this is kind of sparse for how much they're charging. They've improved on that way more since then. You get the Animal Crossing expansion pack, you get the Mario Kart expansion pack, you get, there's way more N64 games now. Well, not way more, but there is more. Um, like, it is a better value proposition than it was when it launched. And you have to assume, they've said they're going to update it, it's what's going to happen. You have to assume that PlayStation Plus, in all of its tiers, is going to become a better value proposition as it gets a bit older, as the year progresses. If it doesn't, then they're in dire straits. Um, but as it stands right now, it's, it's, it's... I can't recommend anyone gets the extra tier. I tried the game trial, I, I used a full um, two... What was it? It was I used a full two-hour trial of uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, you know, a game that I didn't want to purchase outright. That I'm, you know, I haven't played a Borderlands in a while. Pseudo interested in, you know, and Sandberg, Will Arnett, cool. I like. I've been interested in that game, but like, that's it. Perfect use case for that kind of thing. Um, and like, it was fine. It was good. Like, I played a bit of Medieval Borderlands. Writing's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> and, and then my two hours was up. Yeah, right. right. I think it's, like it's, it, it's worth mentioning just on the, on that trial thing. It's it, it games can do. Uh, the, I think there's 
not every game is just flat two hours. There's there's some larger and some of the other ones. Um, larger. Yeah, I believe the I believe the trial for the New Horizon game is is longer than two hours. What? Um, I, I haven't heard that. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I believe I remember reading that that I think it was about like four and a half. Because I, I got to look this up. Yeah, um, feel free to look it up and correct me if I'm wrong. For, Forbidden West trial length. Yeah. Um, five hours. What? The Horizon Forbidden West and Cyberpunk 2077 PS Plus premium trials last for five hours. Yeah. Huh. The, okay. Well, that's good. It's it's on a game by game basis, but I think yeah, the default will be two hours. Okay, that is good to know because I thought. That's what we said at the at the start was like two hours. That seems really stingy. I would want for Horizon. I would want more for Cyberpunk. I would want more. So, like a lot of this stuff, uh, that wasn't announced yet. Did we infer that, or was that a leak? Or something? The, the, there was there was nothing. To, there was no reason to believe that I wasn't going to be two hours at that point. Is, is oh right, the five hour thing wasn't announced yet. Right. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. Uh. So yeah, like I'm happy getting to play the things that I've been playing. It's been fun trying out all the Jack games, but that's something I could have done four years ago by paying 45 bucks and buying the trilogy. Like, this is not something that is new offered to me with PlayStation Plus. I just got it for cheaper. I got to play Dark Cloud, which I hadn't been able... And, you know, I discussed that last week and why that was cool for me. Yeah. But... I It's... it. Uh, it's not worth what they're charging. And... It would be if they had the catalog to back it up. Even when you go down a step to extra and you're looking at their PS4 and PS5 game catalog, there are things that are good there, like Spider-Man Miles Morales, Returnal, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, what what else that's kind of new and flashy up there? Uh, it's kind of hard to think of different ones because there aren't too many brand new games on that system. Uh, Death Stranding, you know, Director's Cut and Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Sure. Red Dead 2, that's on there. Not particularly new, but, you know, good game. Um, but it pretty quickly goes to, like, Gravity Rush Remastered 2. Not 1, because that's in the classics for whatever reason. Um, oh, no, because 2 came out. 2 wasn't a remaster, it just came out. But 1 is a remaster, so that you have to pay extra for it. Um, you know, you could, you could play Uncharted 4 and Uncharted uh, Lost Legacy, but not the PS5 versions, because you have to get because that's a PS5 version, so that's a game trials available for that for them for more money, but not not the full game. It's you know the stuff that's there, like it doesn't call to me that much. Or I've already played it, and that's that's something that you don't necessarily get when you look at something like Xbox Game Pass, because for a while they didn't have anything. So oh, like they, it they was had, they had some things, but it was it was it was. You would play the games that you had heard of, but didn't get a chance to play for the most part. Yeah, totally. And it was pretty comprehensive in terms of their in terms of the classic lineup. You know, it was every Gears of War game and Master Chief Collection and Sea of Thieves like, and Recall, Quantum Break, right? And there was the a break. There was a break of a few years at the start of the Xbox One life cycle where they didn't really come out with that much that was that exciting. Well, Game Pass didn't exist back then, right? Because Game Pass came... No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying oh. before Game Pass existed, they weren't coming out with like Miles Morales and Returnal and Horizon Forbidden West, stuff that everyone had to play and were buying anyway. Yes, yes. PlayStation has released a subscription service after a, a whole generation of really great action games and narrative-based adventure games. Like, 
their consistency with their first party titles has been phenomenal this last generation. But a lot of people who already have PlayStations have already played a lot of those games or didn't play the ones that they didn't play because they weren't that interested in them. So when I look at the stuff in the PlayStation subscription service now, it's great for people who haven't had a chance yet. Like, it's great for people who only just got a PS5 and missed a PS4 or who didn't have enough money to buy... Mr. PS4. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. PS4. Who, who, who didn't have enough money to buy everything that they wanted and now can try Ghost of Tsushima and with the extra content and now can try Death Stranding with the extra content, like stuff like that. But that's a pretty... F- those, those use cases are smaller than I think. They're, they're not the kind of use cases that I'm familiar with in terms of my sphere of people and friends that I, that I know. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, so... Sorry, like, do you want to keep finishing the thoughts, or is it? Like, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think um, that's about it. I, I think I'm going to get this, um, specifically because I found a deal. <laughs> yeah, I found a deal that'll allow me to get the full deluxe for a year for forty Australian dollars mm. via the Turkish. PlayStation Store, <laughs> and by yeah. make, making an account with a with a Turkish card, which you can use on, which you can buy online, and it just works digitally. Yeah, I mean, who knows if that still works at the time that you're hearing this? But um, yeah, you know, yeah, I would, I would go for it for less money, and I would go for it if it was better. But right now, it's neither. It is yeah. pricey and it's sparse. Yes. Um. So yeah, that that leads us neatly. Uh, into our sort of comparison of each different one. Yeah. I've got a few different subheadings here. Our first one is value. Like, what you're getting for how much you're paying with each service. Um, and I guess we should talk about... Jeremy, let's, let's define this here and now. Are we going to be talking about Nintendo Switch Online without the expansion pack or with the expansion pack or both? Are we going to be talking about Xbox Game Pass on its own, or Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, or both, separately. Are we going to be talking about Plus, um, what is it, Essential, or Extra, or Deluxe? What are we doing here? I think I think it gets trickier when it comes to PlayStation, because I think it's, it's hard to compare what they're doing, mostly because they've got the two different tiers and it's different per region. Um, but I think we should be comparing Xbox, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, Nintendo... Switch online expansion and the highest tier of the PlayStation Plus Plus Plus. Um, okay, just that sounds so good to me because, like, yeah, it's, we're we're talking about game availability. We're talking about additional features, and we're talk- we're not just talking about like I want to pay money so I can play online video games. Like, we're talking about yep. the the games on demand, um, games via subscription, games as a service. Yeah, and that will keep their prices equivalent, more, mostly equivalent to the, each other and themselves. Kind of, yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about value then. Um, shall we talk about what you get for NSO and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and yeah, so, stuff like that for how much you pay? Yeah, so uh, Nintendo Switch Online, um, you get everything that's available in the Nintendo Switch Online... Sorry, Nintendo Switch Online Expansion... Um, you get everything that is included in X, uh, Nintendo Switch Online, which is uh, you get to play online. Um, Woo! Which is like, look, that's that that is the that is the bottom tier for all of them. 
Um, yep. You get to play the, the, the NES and the SNES classics mm-hmm. um, and cloud saves. Yep. Those are the three. That's mostly it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Let, I'll 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 yep, I'll yep. look it up, keep yep. going, and I'll back us up if we're yeah. And then like the uh, the expansion uh, pass pack, whatever it's called, the additional tier is you get um, Sega Mega Drive games, um, Nintendo sixty four games, some of them, um, a selection, um, and also the ten expansions that are coming for Mario Kart. Deluxe, yeah, on Switch, yeah. as well as uh, the, like there's there's something else as well that that's recently been added to it, but I don't remember what it is. Like it, like another game, uh, Splatoon to the Octo DLC, wasn't yes, it? The, I I don't remember. That sounds I'm pretty sure it was the Octoling DLC. Sure, it's not a, not a bad idea. You're not getting you're not getting brand new games with NSO, but you're getting uh, oh the the Animal DLC. Crossing the Animal Crossing is part of it. The yeah the, Animal Crossing, the DLC. Mario Kart, and Splatoon. Yeah. Yeah, not not bad if you've already got those games. Yeah, but enough that you can list everything. <laughs> yes, yes, and like as I said before, it was sparse when they announced it. It's better now because they've added a bit more for, for no extra cost. Yeah. Uh, so when it comes to Xbox, um, and and we should say, let me see if I can find it here. So expansion pass, find out more. Where's the Take my money button. Choose your membership. Uh, for uh, Nintendo Switch Online and Expansion Pack for just yourself, it's $60 Australian for 12 months. Um, and then for a family plan, it's like 110 or something like that for up to eight accounts. Yeah, it's worth, for, min- worth mentioning if you can get on a, on a family plan. It's pretty cheap. Drastically cheaper, yeah. Like $20, $15, $12 a year. Yeah. Um, kind of silly. Cheap. Um, when it comes to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, it's uh, $16 a month, frequently discounted if you've been away for a while to $1 a month or $3 for three months or something like that. Um, so that's, that's cool. They, they, kind of, they don't lock you out of getting that deal again and again, which is, which is neat. Um, it gets you access to Xbox Game Pass, Xbox, uh, Xbox Live Gold. So if you're on an Xbox, you can play online and get their Xbox Gold games, which are pretty crappy these days. That um, they've never been good. <laughs> well, yeah, but they're, they're kind of. I think they got worse when it became part of Ultimate. Maybe like they've never been good to the point. I think I've ever I've had Xbox Live Gold at this point now for like years, like five years, yeah. and I've I think I've redeemed two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um. So you can play online and then you get Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Xbox Game Pass comes with uh, an EA Play membership, so you can play a lot of EA's titles. Their newer titles you get a, uh, a like a 10-hour preview window of, which is cool. Uh, you get all of, yeah, Xbox Live Gold. Uh, you get the Xbox Cloud Gaming beta, so you can stream from their servers, uh, whether you're you know on the bus or whether you're at home. You can stream to your phone or your tablet or your whatever. Or your Samsung uh, you TV is from- the newest one. <laughs> yes, yeah, stream to your Samsung TV. Uh, you can also stream from your console uh, to other devices like your PC. You also get uh, PC Game Pass uh, included. So you get a lot bundled in with Ultimate. Um, I think all up, there's something like get. 400 games or something. Like it's It's a ridiculous amount. Yeah, Game Pass is amazing. And you also get like... 
you know, you'll get like some Fortnite skins or like a currency in Fall Guys or three months of Discord Nitro or yeah. three months of Disney Plus, like random stuff with that. Yeah. Um, you know, the amount I, of words I just said is a good indicator of how much value there is there. Yeah. Um, as well as, you know, I think it's, it's, worth, it's worth pointing out as well that it's all of the, it's, it's the, every Xbox game is on there. You don't have to pay like you, like it's it, there's no trials. Day and it's, date it's, new games. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's new games. It's the play anywhere thing. Um, yeah, for, it's for, new games. It's new indies. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot. Yeah. Uh, I found out the other day, Carrie. The other day, yeah. being earlier today. Uh, if you want to play the Xbox game streaming on uh, the Samsung TVs. Yeah, you don't even need an Xbox controller. They will allow you to connect a PlayStation controller and play it. That's pretty good, and not at all punitive. You know, it's just like, yep, pay for our service. We want this to be easy. We want this to be simple. It needs to be that, right? Like, if at, by that point, if you if you're trying to get someone hooked on like the TV app, you just want it to be something they can just like slip into accidentally. Yeah, <laughs> like, and it be seamless. Because as soon as there's any friction there, they're like, ah, oh, fuck this, Netflix. Yep. And then just to go over it, uh, it's, it's, like I said, that was $16 a month. Um, no, no, no yearly, yearly options. No yearly options. So uh, if you do buy it for 12 months, uh, it gets close. It's about $190 for the year, which is a lot of money. Um, it's a lot of money. It's, you know, it, like there's, there's an argument to be made that because it's only month to month, you could be more choosy with it. In my experience and what they're banking on and what every other service banks on like this, auto-renew stays on because people aren't vigilant enough to turn it off and they get so much money from people who don't use their service. Um, so in that re- that's, that's my least favorite part of Xbox Game Pass, honestly. Is, is, that the, is like, that there's no better way to give them money? <laughs> if I'm gonna be subscribed for the whole year, at least make it a little cheaper on me. Jeez, like at least let me decide if I'm gonna give you that much money each year. Uh, yeah, like Tootie says in the in the chat, can confirm that my PC was broken for two months there, and I didn't cancel Game Pass. Right, like it's it's silly, but we don't do it. Like we we just don't do it. We don't want the hassle, and it's not a big enough amount of money for us to warrant the effort. Like the amount of games I haven't claimed on Humble Monthly. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, I've never once paused so a yeah. month. <laughs> yeah. In contrast to Nintendo Switch Online expansion pass for one person, you know, it's like three times as expensive for the year, but you're kind of getting a lot more. So yeah. you know, there's that. Yeah. And then just to go over it briefly again, PlayStation Plus Deluxe. We did just go over this. We're not going to go over Premium because we're in Australia and we don't have experience with that or access to it. So Deluxe, you get the PlayStation Plus monthly games you get with, with uh, Essential, as well as online. You get some discounts in the store, uh, cloud storage. Uh, you get the PlayStation Plus collection, which is 20 games. Uh, you get that at the base level, um, I think. Yeah, you get that at the base level. Yeah. Uh, you also get the PS4, PS5 game catalog that's a part of Extra, and then you get the Classics catalog and Game Trials that's a part of Deluxe. All of that you get for uh, <laughs> three different price points. Yeah, it's 160 month, a year, isn't it? For the it's deluxe. $155 for 12 months. Yeah. yeah. Or you could buy less amount of time for more per month. Yeah. But yeah, one, 155 So a good bit cheaper than Xbox, 
if we were looking at premium, it would probably be closer with the game streaming. It would be much closer to Xbox, um, but they do give you more for it. So, you know, it's a uh, yeah. Yeah. bit cheaper, a bit less. Sort of, uh. um, Jeremy, which out of these three would you say is the best value for your money? Uh, I think it's the um, Xbox Game Pass, Gary. Um, option, Please expound. Op- option B. Option B? Option you gonna, B. You're going to lock that in? I'm going to lock it in. Um, look, I. it's just... There's just so many games and the the barrier to entry is just the lowest, right? It's 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 the no it's the no nonsense like this is the tier that you want to play the PC one on. This is the one you want to play the play it on your phone, play it anywhere, play it on a computer and stream it to another computer. Fucking, we don't care. Like, yeah. here's the games. Fuck off. <laughs> like <laughs> that's kind of what it is though, right? It's like it's just like like stop. Yeah, asking. even even the EA play membership, right? Like you don't it's so not yeah. difficult. Yeah. Um yeah, take I, the games and fuck off. Yeah, like yeah, play the game and fuck off. Um well, like give us your money and fuck off. There's but just, I know what you mean. There's just so many games on there, right? Like there are so many like for a long time, the biggest barrier to entry for me for Game Pass was fucking trying to install it on a on a version of Windows that had like got mad to an to a point that it it, it didn't know how to update games. And their, their Xbox beta app on PC was garbage. Well, it it, it was months. It wasn't even a it wasn't even an app at that point, right? It was a it was a, a was wrapper a for the Windows Store. Um, yeah, yeah, which, yeah, I think it's still that. I, so it goes through some of the same services, but they've all been upgraded to that, like to, to the point where they all just, I have had no issues with them since for yeah, like uh, over better. well over a year now. You um, can do things like choose the install folder and open it, which and, is great. And uninstall them, right? Um, <laughs> you know, it's- I've so, still got, I've been, I've been doing some hard drive maintenance this week. I've still got folders on random hard drives that I just can't open. Yes. Because yes. of this app and how backwards it is. Yeah. The old unified Windows store project that they were going through was just the fucking worst. Um, yeah. Anyway. It's, better now though. Yeah. It's better now though. Um, I don't know. I just like- for the price, you know, like, like, you know, I agree with you. If I could pay for this yearly, I would just to save some money in the long term. Um, but also, like, you know, if if I know I'm not going to play it for a month, I can go off and just cancel it without feeling like I've, you know, wasted some money. Even though I'm not going to do that, just because I, I, you, I, I was going to say you can do that. Yeah, but like, but Will I'm not going you? to. But also, I use it like plenty of times every month, right? Because I use my Series X as my primary third-party console and you know it's a game pass machine right it's just like a it's just a tank of a thing um and you know on my pc as well you know there's just yep and i'm excited for all the new games that are kind of come out over the next 12 months right like there's there's gonna be something probably for me honestly every month i look forward to the time we had a we had a we had a glimmer of the of the of an xbox glut of releases last year forza uh, Age of Empires 4, Halo, uh, Psychonauts, Halo, over like four months. And I was like, whoa, look at that, bunch of releases, and then crickets. Yeah. So I look forward to the time where we start getting consistent game releases from Xbox Game Studios and consistent excitement for owning Game Pass because of what they're releasing. We're not there yet, but I'm excited. No, and like I think, I think, 
I think it's safe to say that's next year with just how many projects we've seen at this point, right? Because it's Bethesda is now finally, you know, they've they've woken up from their slumber. They're going to release fucking two big games next year in Redfall and wait, Redfall get pushed back to the year after? They're both twenty twenty three. They're both twenty twenty three. Okay. Um, Redfall got pushed out of this year as if it was ever going to hit this year. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, and then, like, Deathloop will come next year as well for people that haven't played that. Um, so that'll be... Maybe, a- maybe this year. Like, it came out in September last year. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, like... The PlayStation the- exclusivity is weird. They've got, they've got stuff coming. Um, yeah. it's, and it's, it's not that they've got 18 projects... It's not that they've got 80 projects that are announced. It's they've got 80 projects that we... Like, 80 projects that are announced, but, like, you know a quarter of them at least 15 gameplay of right like they're 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 on their way yeah they um, are coming so you know we'll see a giant just like increase of of games that are going to be coming to the to the service very soon uh my vote for the best value is uh nso is nintendo switch online and i don't think it's great honestly but i think it's the they're charging the it's the amount, honestly. It's it's how little they're charging for the year and for what you get that I think is the best value. Sorry, Xbox for expansion pack or the non-expansion pack? Expansion pass. So for the $60 a year for expansion pack and online, and I know it's not great. I know it's not fantastic. But Xbox, while it does give you great options and it does give you everything we've just laid out, it's also the most expensive, Right. And so yeah. when we're talking about value, we've got to be talking about how much you get for how much you pay. Mm. And for me, I don't get enough out of my Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription to feel like I'm making the most out of the money that I'm spending. Whereas with Nintendo Switch Online, even, even before the family plan, which makes it drastically cheaper, which it does do, by the way. Yeah. But let's say I'm paying the individual price of $60. My fondness for N64, my want to be able to play Smash Online whenever I want, Mario Kart Online whenever I want, um, access to the Mario Kart booster packs and the Animal Crossing DLC. You know, it's funny, I haven't really gotten to them that much, but I like having the access to it. And when I do get to it, I do want it. Okay. Um, I feel like, like that's a little bit contradictory to what you were saying before. That's the kind of thing where it's like, you you said even when you're not using it, you're not going to cancel it, right? Like, it's the same deal. No, because what I was saying... No, no, that's not what I said. What I said is that if I did want to cancel, I could, but I do use it every month. Right. Okay. For me, I... Once I finish Final Fantasy Thirteen, I don't know what the next thing I'm going to play on Game Pass is. I, I, I don't... I think there's going to be some time where I'm not playing that much on my Xbox. When I look at the value for how much I pay, for how much I get, I think NSO has it. Because Xbox is $200 a year. It's $200 a year, Jeremy. Yes, but if we look at like some of the games that were played this year on Game Pass, we've got Forza Horizon. Um, yeah. You know, like that's $100 games. Yep. Um, there are games that have been coming out like, you know, like, I, hang on, let me, let me open up the, the app because I've, I've been playing a lot of games on there, which no one is playing. Have you ever heard of a game called Chorus? Um, 
Yeah, I have. Yeah. Um, I keep playing chorus, Jeremy. It's such a mess right now, man. I, I tried it. It's not very good. Um, you it's know, not very, I tried it last year too. Yeah. yeah. Um, like to the point I just never brought it up on the podcast. Yeah, yes, same, right? Like I, sorry, just a quick tangent. Um, I've been using Notion to capture all of the notes for every game that I've been playing to sort of just keep my thoughts a little bit consistent <laughs> as I play. Chorus is the only one which is a blank page. <laughs> it just says Chorus and that's it. It's, that's it, it's the only <laughs> one. play it. Because it's got like a the the icon changes when I start to write in one of the documents. It goes from it being a blank document to being a written in document. Chorus is the only one that is still blank. Yeah. Um, the Yakuza games. Okay. Like like you were playing like a dragon. Was that through Game Pass or was that through PlayStation? Because you because you had a code. Jeremy, I bought Judgment, which is not on Game Pass. Is that the only one that's on Game Pass? Judgment and Lost Judgment are not on Game Pass, and also not all the Yakuza's are there anymore. Some of them have left. Uh, they're all back now. <laughs> they came back today. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, I haven't. I haven't played a Yakuza game myself. Right. Okay. Um, you know there are like you've you've been you've been trying to get me to play a Yakuza game all year, but still, I haven't. <laughs> still, still trying. I think that while they're I think maybe the thing is some of these games that are there you probably would very very much like. Sure, like I I want to get to unpacking and the Forgotten City. Uh I want to get through the Gears games cuz it's been a while just to, you know, kind of in the same way I'm playing Jack and Daxter in Final Fantasy 13, right? Just in that it's the same thing. Yeah, right. And like, you know, things like the, you know, like maybe like the Doom games or like, you know, the you know, some, like some of the other Bethesda's games that have been added, you know, like, I don't know if you ever want to go back and play Skyrim, but it's there. Um, like Prey or Death of the Outsider. Or... Yeah, right. Like, and I think is, are those, there that being options, not the same as you just wanting the option to play N64 games again? Or is it like... Like, like, what are the what are the differences that are there? For me, it's that, like, I much prefer. I'm much fonder of N64 games. I'm much. I have a great nostalgia for that period and for that console and that generation. Like, that's my shit. We know this. Yeah. For Game Pass, it's that I frequently open it, open the all games category scroll and scroll and then stop and linger over final fantasy 13 or final fantasy 10 even though i've played them all already but they're the most appealing things on there mm. and i say to myself no carry keep scrolling keep scrolling and then i'm at the bottom looking at zuma again <laughs> zuma i've looked at zuma um and like world war world war z and like world zombie army like Every time I go through it, nothing grabs me. It's like, oh, I don't want to pick up Fallout on... I don't want to... I don't like playing Bethesda games on console. I don't like their console controls. Yeah, um, they're not good. And then on Game Pass, I'm, I'm playing less... PC Game Pass, rather. I'm playing less and less on my PC, which is silly, just because it's so much a part of my work right now, and I'm working as much as I am. I just want a bit more of that separation. I want to go spend time on the couch. The cats enjoy it more when I'm out on the, uh, on the couch. They can spend time with me in there. That's what everyone i don't know it's a whole thing it's that's a lifestyle thing at that point um 
And so it's not that those things aren't worth what they are. They are worth a great amount. And you're right, those are expensive games. Like a Dragon being on there, that's a new game. It's well regarded. All of the all of the previous Yakuza games there, Halo's there. For its faults, I enjoyed it greatly, and I was able to play it because of Game Pass. Like great indies, unpacking and outer wilds, like the, the list goes on. It's great. But I just don't know that it's for me. It just doesn't. Yeah. It just doesn't. So I, I feel like I might have found it. And I think it's, there's, so I just realized there is not a single new game on Nintendo Switch Online. Uh-huh. Like, as in, there is nothing that is younger than 20 years old. Except the DLC. Yeah, but that's not a game. You have to own that game to play it. Exactly. Um. So yeah, like, and and so I think that that's maybe where the like I, I think that I value the nostalgia more than the new. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe oh, but, you know. Oh, but like, I don't, I don't value newness for newness's sake. Sure, no, yeah, and and like that, and that's obviously fair. But like, if if you don't have nostalgia for games that are twenty years old, running worse than they did twenty years ago, um. <laughs> like then there's nothing there for you like i'm trying to think of the last time i played a, 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 a switch online game that's true i'm using my switch less and less at the moment and part of that's because my joy cons got drift so every time i pick it up i'm like Ugh. yeah um but like i'm trying to think of the last like I've, i think the last game i played on there is like every now and again i'll jump into mario 3 um but yeah. like that's kind of it and you know like i don't i don't have the expansion pass but also i don't want the expansion pass um yeah there's there's nothing there like there's nothing there that i wouldn't rather be playing somewhere else better sure i think but also they charge way less for it yeah but it's it's there's there's like nothing there that i want i think is i think is the thing like i don't like i i remember when they maybe you shouldn't be getting it at all maybe right and you know i think the reason i'm getting it is so i can occasionally play a game online um, yeah, totally. And because, like, and because with the family plan, it's like yeah, f- f- for the convenience that that we have all set up, it's like that's fine. It's like a large coffee, <laughs> like yes. Um. Uh, yeah, and so like I, there's, you know, like I I still think that I actually think that the Switch expansion is like a really bad service. Because of I'm, again, I know it's not a great service. I just think it's a better value. We're just talking about value at the moment. Sixty bucks a year. Okay. That's 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 the answer that I'm locking in. All right. Okay. I'm not. I'm not really that enthused with any of them at the end of the day. Like, and yet I've you pay for all three. <laughs> <laughs> and like, but I, I'm unless PlayStation drastically. Uh, improves in the next five months. It's the first one. I don't think I'm block. gonna. Yeah, I don't think like I'm gonna cancel that order renewal, and probably stay on essential, because unless the quality of the monthly games really slips, but like, it's been fine. Uh, it's just it. It's not there. And yeah. honestly, Game Pass because it's month to month anyway. I, I'm going to become more diligent, and. And start cancelling it when I'm not using it, which I'm going to say is probably going to be at half the year, right. on average. And then NSO is just that one is actually so cheap that it doesn't matter. I mean, we have a family plan, right? Like, would you be more would you be more diligent if you were paying the full price? Like, I think a majority of people are. 
yes, I would be. I would be more diligent, and it would be more of an issue if I wasn't using it, right? 60 bucks. There's something to be said about just how much cheaper it is than the, the other the, the, the other things, though. That, that, for me, I think it is worth a lot. Yeah, right. Uh, so, our next category is game libraries. Uh, this is an interesting one. And we've we've sort of talk, we've spoken around it during that discussion just yeah, then. We've but, spoken you know, to NSO, this largely. Yeah, but let's you know we'll, we'll put our hat in our ring for our our favorite answer. Tootie's um, Tootie's locked his in already, <laughs> yeah. which I, I I think we might be agreeing with here. But you know NSO yeah. Nintendo Switch Online has got, like we said before, NES, SNES, and then with the expansion pack, it's got Genesis and N sixty four games available to play. Is it Genesis uh, or Mega Drive, or is it both? It's Genesis. Right. I think I said Mega Drive before. Okay. Well, who cares? That <laughs> failed Sega console number one or failed Sega console number two. Um, they weren't all failed, but they I don't know. I, I, I find those names so hard to delineate in my head. Yeah. Um, Xbox has day and date. Mega Drive oh. is the Genesis 2D? What? What? What oh, do you mean? That makes more sense. Jeremy, that makes less sense. That makes no sense, I would wager. Well, no, that makes that makes way more sense. That's what, what makes what, more sense about that? It's like how it's called the Super Famicom and the Super SNES and the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the same thing. Ugh. Outside of America, Genesis is called Mega Drive. Master System is the older one. Okay, okay, fair enough. Where's the Jaguar? Thank you, thank you for being here. The Jaguar. That is that a Sega system? I don't know. That might have been. Isn't Atari. that Atari? It might have been Atari. Sega, Sega Saturn existed. It did. That was their last one. Um, I think. So PlayStation, uh, PlayStation, Xbox Game Pass. Uh, you get all of EA Play, which is actually pretty good when you look at it. That's a good bad yeah, back catalog good of. You've got the Battlefronts if you want to play those. Uh, you've got Jedi Fallen Order and um, Star Wars Squadron. So your Star Wars fixes there. You've got FIFA games and every Battlefield game and Dead Space and Mass Effect including the new remaster, like you get a lot through AA Play and then you get the rest of Game Pass, which is a bunch of indies, new Xbox games day and date, like you said before, Forza, uh, Halo, even though, you know, it wasn't, didn't live up to our expectations, we we got to play a lot of it and enjoy it. Um, well, I got to play a lot of it and enjoy it. <laughs> um, remember, that was my game of the year last year. <laughs> I did really enjoy my time with it though. Yeah, I, I, I know you did. Uh, yeah, you do get a lot with Game Pass. I'd say a lot more. Well, not more. We don't actually don't know because nothing's come and gone from PlayStation yet. But a lot comes and goes from Game Pass these days. Now that it's been around for a while, like kind of, it's been around for long enough that the the contracts are constantly expiring and renewing. And yeah. there's months of gaps where Outer Wilds isn't there, and then it is, and then it isn't, and then it is. Like it's a strange time. Like Hitman was there and wasn't and now the whole trilogy's there and so this hasn't happened yet because it's been too early but i can see <laughs> i can see playstation accidentally not renewing their own contracts and accidentally falling off their own subscription service it's so funny it's so funny you know what i mean though um, i do know what you mean that would be hilarious <laughs> I, I, uh... I can see it i can but i can also see them uh for example, I could see them taking off The Last of Us Remastered and then putting it on a higher tier for the remake. Uh, 
no, 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 no. They, they're not. They're not. If they were gonna do that, then they wouldn't have put Uncharted Four and. Oh wait, hang on. Okay, so let me uh-huh. finish that sentence. Yeah. Hang on. They wouldn't have put Uncharted Four and Lost Legacy PS4 versions in the extra tier if that were true, because then they've got the PS5 app in the game trial section, which you pay more for, right? So they've got the old versions there. But as I've said that, why isn't Last of Us 2 there? Yeah. And also, isn't the, isn't only the Ghost of Tsushima version they've got the PS5 version? Nope. Nope, both versions are there. I feel like there's one game that they did do that for, but I can't remember what it is now. Death Stranding? I, uh... No, both versions are there. Right, it's okay. got the PS4 slash PS5 logo on both of those. Um, you have to choose, but yeah. Sure. Um, so, Xbox is a lot there, and then yeah, PlayStation is pretty unproven. They're they're fresh. They're fresh. They're new. New kids on the block in this regard. Something I meant to say before as part of my initial thoughts and forgot when it comes to their library, when we're talking about their classics and and like how they've got Jack and Daxter and Wild Arms 1 and 3. Where is Ico and Shadow of the Colossus? Yeah. Where, obviously, there's, it's in the, the remake is in the PS4 things. Why isn't that in classic games? Maybe it is in classic games and I forgot. And that would, if it's not, I'll be annoyed. And if it is, I'm annoyed. It, it, might, be on like, the, it might be in the PS3 streaming thing only, but we couldn't see it there. Totally. Where is Ratchet and Clank? Where is there's Metal of, Gear? There's a lot of games they own which are just not there. Where's God of War? Well, Where's Spyro? Metal- Where's Crash? Where Metal- is their legacy in this library? It's it's vanished. The only thing that's there is Jack and Daxter, which is an important part of their legacy. But as we've discussed today thoroughly already, it's so fucking weird. Why is that the only thing that's at all recognizable? That's just it lets everyone look at it and go like, "There's no the Final Fantasy VII remake, thinking? but there is Final Fantasy VII." Um, the I I, I think it. I think it's to be fair. Let's strike Metal Gear from that because Metal Gear is Konami and but, it's and, troubled. But, but like Konami are nowhere at the moment. I was thinking about this the other day. You can't play fucking any of their games without just buying them outright. Um, they are yeah, not on like any, PC, and that's it. They are not. They are not on any subscription service. I don't know what they're doing. No one knows what they're doing. They've been marching in a to, marching to the beat of their own fiddle what is that march, march to the, the beat, beat of their own, own drum, drum. Yeah, yeah what's the one with the fiddle there is one with your fiddle you march to a i don't know um yeah like yes the, the, they they don't have a lot of the the ogs that made playstation playstation um yeah there's there's no there's not many of those old fighting games that they used to love um yeah, just like tekken 2 and that's it they're, they're missing a lot of the resident evil games um they're missing, uh, yeah, like like you said, the Shadow of the Colossus stuff and the you know the, fun, the old fun. Everything of- that was a part of Astro's Playroom on the PS5, all of the franchises they paid homage to in that, just yeah, gone, mm-hmm. irrelevant. Mm-hmm. In like <laughs> anyway, so PlayStation's ruled out, and um, NSO are only offering games as. <laughs> As recent as 2000 <laughs> yeah. on their service. Yeah. And you have to pay extra for games that new. So yeah. uh, Game Pass wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, game Pass definitely wins. As you said, Tootie, you called it You called it like 10 minutes ago. Uh, 
Additional benefits is another category we've got here. Uh, this will be a bit quicker. Yeah. Um, so this is like who wins when it comes to the stuff that isn't your game library, you know? So when it comes to uh, Xbox, we're talking about the cloud streaming and the uh, console to PC streaming. We're talking about the uh, member discounts and deals, so that Discord and Disney Plus and Apex coins and all that random shit you get. Um, what else? That's basically it. That isn't games uh, from them, but that's that's a pretty decent offering. Yeah, and like I think like av- like availability, um, like like and accessibility, I think is a is a aspect of it. Uh, like you what know, you like where you can play cross saves. Um, that sort of stuff. Like, while it's not, it's it's not the game list, but it's it's like the additional ways to help you enjoy the service more. Sure, streaming. I mean, a lot of that, a lot of that doesn't tie into Game Pass. A lot of that is just how Xbox works online. Like, we're pretty sure. sure. Yeah, like the cloud saves, like you just get. We're pretty sure. It's uh, not even yes. a part of their like feature list for Game Pass. Like. You just have cloud saves if you have an Xbox account, I think. Yeah, right. Um, um, but like, yeah, like st- streaming um, would be one of them. Getting getting the Xbox game streaming service as part of Game Pass Ultimate is like, yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's quietly becoming a game changing thing. I think. Yeah, and it'll take some time. I think also this falls under library, but I would say getting PC Game Pass with Game Pass Ultimate is one of those extra benefits. I'd say having it lumped in there, having access to a whole other platform, even if it's similar games, I would say that's an additional benefit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd say that's excellent value um, yeah. for that. Uh, in terms of Nintendo Switch Online, the extra benefits you get, uh, you get cloud saves, which, great. Kind of good if you, if you lose your Switch, but if you didn't have it before then, then it's fucked. And also some games um, don't support it, like Animal Crossing. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> uh, you get access, Jeremy, to the Nintendo Switch Online app. <laughs> Good one, uh, Kerry. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, you get, I, I you had get that the, one. You get the I ugly had... app, the one that's got a different. <laughs> it's got a different logo style to the rest. Two D legitimately forgot that existed. <laughs> I know, right? And it's got like it's got like apps in the app. For each game, and they all function differently and all have very <laughs> poor feature sets. You also get exclusive member offers, which is like you can buy the the NES Joy-Con controllers or the the special N64 controllers, stuff like that. They've got a few things in their store. Um, I'll see if I can find specifically what that is, but yeah, like, right. and PlayStation, um, you get um, so you get digital games. You get that weird guides. What what's that? Yeah, you get the game help. <laughs> Did you use that? I used it for Astro when I was going for the platinum. Um, didn't that already exist? Was... Pardon? Isn't that already a part of? Or is that base PlayStation Plus? You get that. Base PlayStation Plus. Oh, I thought that was just a thing that everyone got. No. Wait, no, not, a, to, not everyone. Not everyone gets that, Jeremy. You have to be a PlayStation Plus subscriber. Are you fucked? No, I'm not. What the hell? That's you the, have to pay for that's that. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> if you want help, you can pay us $90 a year. They suck. They're like terrible videos sometimes. 
Sometimes, yeah, they're not great. Sometimes they don't work. I don't know what kind of moderation they've got with that fucking shit. But also, it's like, like only like one in twenty games has them. Yeah, you have to be like basically a first party game, and they you have to be new enough that they're gonna support it because you can tell they're gonna ditch that shit in like a fucking year. Totally. So what it is is um yeah, it helped me when I when I was going for the Astro Playroom uh platinum. That's just where I was like, oh, I don't know what this trophy actually is. They were like, oh, do this for the trophy. I'm like, what is that? And then like, I'm like, oh, that's what that is. And then I knew how to do it. Um, and also let me, um, you remember Marquette? Yeah. That game let you soft lock it in a number of ways. Yeah. And so the game help was really helpful to know whether I had broken the game, whether the game itself was broken. Uh, or whether I was like, because there were times where I did the right thing and it n- didn't work, and then I looked at the game help. I'm like, why doesn't this? Yeah, I did. I do the thing at show. Why not? Yeah, that game's and then not very uh, good. come back again, and and it worked the second time. <laughs> Great. Had some good puzzles, but yeah, far too prone to breaking. Um, Cloud uh, saves is a PlayStation Plus thing. Um, yep. And what else here? I did have the things here. Uh, the monthly games you get with PlayStation. Oh, yeah. And there's the um, library you get as well. That's, but that's just game libraries. Um, exclusive discounts. You get some PlayStation Plus uh, discounts yeah. in the store. Some of them are decent. Sometimes you get like, yeah. if something goes for, off stuff. Yeah. If something goes like 20% off, they'll give you like an extra 20. Um, sometimes it's only on sale for you if you've got the PlayStation Plus. So like it's, it's not bad. Some of their some of their things are okay. That like you have to pay for game help is silly. Yeah. Um and game trials is not <laughs> I'm not counting that as anything a part of the library or a benefit. That is yeah. silly. Um no, no, we should count it as a benefit, but I don't like it. Uh Game Pass wins. <laughs> yeah. Even, it, it even does. just for cloud um cloud streaming, honestly. Yeah. Like I was well, so there was a there's like a there's like an anime booby game that like got recommended to me on Game Pass, and I was Why is ex- that Jeremy. I don't know. It's algorithm. I don't know. Um, who, who algorithm, could say? I, don't, I don't know. Um, Al- algorithm. Algorithm. Um, <laughs> uh, and I was. Genghis God. <laughs> I was sitting on <laughs> I was sitting on the couch with one of my housemates, and he, he's like, "Holy shit, what is that?" I'm like, "I don't know what that is," <laughs> but I could just play it immediately. To see what right. it was. You didn't have to download it. You could I just, just I just launched the game immediately. And it was uh-huh. awful turn based. Like shit. Um but like it like it I could just do that. That is pretty wild. Yeah. It's kind of incredible. I was playing Halo Infinite streaming it while I was downloading it. Yep. Yep. The the few times I've tried um streaming it have usually been when i'm trying to play master chief collection and that game is not worth trying to stream because the controller settings get really confused right and you have to like set it up each time and then it like sets as a default on your account so then when your game is actually downloaded and you play it on your on your system then everything's brought across yeah yeah so yeah um um but also yeah but like i think like, like i remember doing like a ton of destiny on my phone ages ago i yeah i game streaming hasn't been that impressive to me it hasn't been that it hasn't been all that for me but um i do understand the appeal and i do understand it's um and like once it case. gets there for everyone is when it's gonna really you know like there was a long time where netflix wasn't it wasn't like a thing that everyone could consider because it looked like shit and 
everyone's internet wasn't all all the way there yet. But and now everyone's watching it on the on the train home. Yeah. Yeah, Game Pass wins here. I think for me, it it wins it because of having PC Game Pass included, having cloud streaming. Even though I don't use it personally, um, that is great. And uh, well, okay. yeah, that's 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 it. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. that that is it. That is it. Reason enough. Um, Jeremy, who is each service for? Who is each so- service? Who is going to be the ideal customer? Who is going to be happiest? when they buy each service. So for, for PlayStation Plus, I think it's people that never owned a PS4 and have just got a PS5. <laughs> nerds. Thanks, Tootie. Tootie says nerds are going to be the happiest. Um, for, for PlayStation Plus, I think it's people that have never got a PS4 yep. and have just got a PS5 and now have yep. to try and... I now, now want to catch up. Yeah. I think It's a similar reason for Game Pass, sort of jumping the gun, but it's like, can you imagine being a kid and having Game Pass? Yeah. Can you imagine being a kid and having PlayStation Plus extra? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So I think that that that's for the PlayStation. You got a, you got a thinker. Counterpoint to that. Remember a couple of weeks ago when you asked your friend, your housemate, who missed the PS4 generation, has a PS5 and isn't interested in this service yeah. at all. Yeah. He <laughs> he listened to that episode and then, Did he? and then went, "That sounds kind of good," and then bought it. <laughs> As my June husband, always says, my, we're actually kind of good at selling stuff. My housemate got it. <laughs> That's so funny. It's it's That's really funny. So, so funny. Yeah. I was using him as an example of someone that was not going to buy the service who it should have been for. And then him listening to me describe the service made him go and buy it. That's absolutely hilarious. Um Okay, so that's the answer to my counterpoint. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, for Xbox Game Pass, I think it's anyone that has a decent-ish computer or yeah. any of the Xbox control, any any of the Xbox consoles, um, who plays games once a week. Okay. Or who only has time to play something once a week and I like, I, I, try I, something different at a minimum. Okay. And who is NES Online for? It is for nerds who are. 24 to 38 and don't realize that their nostalgia is being sold to them year on year on year. Fools. <laughs> Suckers. Uh, I, I gotta go. Uh, it's been real, everyone. <laughs> it's for Smash Online, says 2D, and I couldn't agree more. That's why I got it originally. Um, Expansion pack. Yeah, NSO. <laughs> Expansion pack? Uh, <laughs> that's for Ocarina of Time. Uh, <laughs> You're excited to buy uh, the, the Zelda collection that's going to come out this year with an unchanged version of Ocarina yes, of Time. Yes, Jeremy, I am. Shut up. I can't wait for it to be the original ROM that they put on the fucking thing with all of the busted textures. No work done on it. It's just been in the pipe for six years waiting. Hey, Kerry, how does it feel that you love their game more than they love their game? Well, I'm all right with that. Shouldn't be. How does it feel loving Star Wars than George Lucas loves Star Wars? More than no, that's good because his, his version of loving Star Wars is the only good version of loving Star Wars, which is nerds are like, but the canon. And he's like, yeah, but what if they were friends? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I do like his disrespect for that yes, shit. Yes, like, I, I adore his complete lack of care for the for the wider universe of Star Wars and just want to make the best story that is right in front of him at that very moment. Yep. Uh, Tootie says that uh, NSO expansion pack is for sin and punishment. Tootie, yeah. can you can you give me a like one sentence pitch on sin, sin and punishment? Why should I try it? Because I see it there and I'm like, I don't know what that is and I move on. Um, Jeremy, something... I think the most two equivalent things here uh, are PlayStation Plus and Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. So, so, Someone's Switch got, always is going to be doing its own thing. Yeah, the Consoles exactly. are different. Like, much the beat of its own drum. Everything is different. What? Someone's got PlayStation 5. Someone's got Xbox Series X. They yeah. can only get a subscription service for one. What do they get? And Assuming they, that uh, they don't have a preference for either or the other in the in the way that you and I do, where I'll I'll prefer to play things on PlayStation or you'll prefer to play on Xbox. And they own, they're, they they're own pretty, both consoles. They own both consoles. They can only get one subscription. They only want to pay for one subscription. Uh, which are they going to get? Because like that, the the reasoning of oh, someone who's going to play something on their console once a week, I think applies to the PS4, PS5 collection depending on how up to date you are with the modern titles um what do you what do you what separates the two of them right now uh for someone who has to choose um it's so i i think if they own both are they buying any so okay so it's it's kind of hard to (laughs) It's the, what's the, this person's tax file number? Let's, <laughs> let's, what's their background? There's, Were they bullied at school? There's a lot of variables. I think that... I still think overall that you will get more variety with Xbox. Okay. Like, I think, I think there, is a, there, is, there is something everybody can love on the Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> um, but, but, but I mean I that sincerely fair. because there's a lot of different types of things on there mm-hmm. um as well as like th- like the new stuff that comes to that service is like it, that is maybe the biggest draw of all is is the the knowledge that every game that is that is being published by Microsoft and more like is going to be their day one yeah, um, that is a big deal. And like, the, I think the, the the it still is weird to me to know that I will never have to purchase a Bethesda game again. They Outright. will just yeah, like so, yes, like directly purchase. I that will just never happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, the 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 games that PlayStation are are selling are. Now more expensive and also not on their servers. Yeah. Um, it <sighs> it's it's kind it's just it's just it's just a little bit it's just a little bit cross wired, right? It's like it's kind of onerous, you know, like yeah, like you look at it and it's like I'm I'm being charged a lot of money for this and I'm getting less out of it. Like I feel like at the very it, least, maybe what they should have done is when they launched all of these games are going to come, like you know, th- like. Cut a little bit of like, loss. Come up with a rule or something. Well, like, um, like not even a rule, but just like a like, hey, guess what? Like, you know, not every game is going to come to 
to our PlayStation service day one. That being said, here's Horizon, here's GT7. Maybe if they gave like extra discounts for people who pay for deluxe, you know? Or if, pr- if, if those premium games were half price if you buy deluxe. Or a promise like, that it's, it's three to six months away. Yeah. But they don't want to give that transparency. They don't want to offer that service. They don't want to give away that value. Uh, Jeremy, I do want to point out that something that might be worth the uh, the game catalog of PlayStation Plus for you, they do have both PS4 and PS5 versions of Balan Wonderworld on here. Oh, so I already just, I already bought that game, Carrie. Oh, you already bought it for four it's, bucks. It's, That's right. It's, Sorry, it's, I forgot. It's, it's sitting in an EB Games about eight suburbs away that I just haven't been bothered oh to pick God, it up yet. Oh my God! You click you clicked it and never collected it. Yeah. Well, they weren't <laughs> offering shipping on it. It was the only way I could buy it. Uh. Yeah, going through the um, you know there is some good stuff here. Demon yeah. Souls is on here, like Returnal, game. Miles Morales, like Valhalla, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, like a lot of great stuff from like eighteen months to two years ago and prior is on there, and that's fantastic. But, yeah, there's there's nothing to look forward to on that service. That's that's it, isn't it? That's that's and, what it is at the moment. Because we I, don't know when they're going to come in. When is when is Horizon going to reach that threshold? When is and Final available? Fantasy VII going to be added? Right, like it's yeah remake. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, and I think look, I think the other part of it is uh, Xbox learned this that that every year for the past four years they've been having this is the xbox game pass showcase basically like we're going to showcase all the stuff that's going to come to service and it was not exciting it was it was not it was not full of excitement it was this is great for a thing i already pay money for that's really cool but i'm not like like oh my god that's like exciting arc 2 is coming you know right like there's nothing there that's getting me like overjoyed and they had more of that this year. That was stuff like, hey, that's a really exciting thing. I'm excited to play that. Yeah, Silk Song and Persona and all kinds of stuff. But, yeah. but for the first few years, you've got these growing pains of not have, of launching a service isn't an exciting thing. You know, people yeah. aren't overjoyed to spend 15 bucks on your stuff, especially when they own a lot of it already. And, or have played a lot of it. And then PlayStation come out, with that thing, but with less excitement and yeah, a, a confusing price. <laughs> yeah, um, confusing prices. It's and just... you see it in the. Um, so I'm just flicking through their catalog. It is the best place to play Final Fantasy now. For <laughs> Jeremy, you know how I I installed Final Fantasy X on the PlayStation and like I already had like an eight hour save on Xbox. Yeah, it's not on Game Pass anymore. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you told me. So I, I it's can see that the being, only place to play is on PlayStation. I, 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 I can see it coming back pretty soon. I, we'll I, I, I feel like the cycle is publishers are like, oh, we don't really need Game Pass. And then they look at that numbers about four weeks after not being on Game Pass. No, no, but Jeremy, you see, the thing is they haven't, they've all left Game Pass and they've all gone to PlayStation Plus. Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, 10, 10, 2, 12 Zodiac Age and 15 are all on PlayStation Plus right now. And a lot of those have been on Xbox Game Pass for months, if not years, at this point. I wonder if there's a and weird exclusivity thing that they've, that they've done. Maybe. And I mean, it's Final Fantasy. It's got a long history of being on that PlayStation service. 
Um, but these old games have been out on all platforms for a while now. But, you know, it's it's things like, you know, they've got some Bethesda games, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, that's interesting. Um, they've got some Ubisoft games, Far Cry 3 Classic Edition, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon Classic Edition, Far Cry 4. Not 5 or 6, but... Yeah. Four? Five. Play the one from 2014? Great. Five, which has recently come to Game Pass. I know, right? Like, it's it's a strange. It's it's. I don't know what to make of it. You know, God of War's here. That's great, but how many people haven't played that at this point? It's it's a four-year-old game, and and it's it's also a game you can pick up for twelve bucks, right? Like, like. Well, yeah, they did make a lot of their first-party stuff really cheap. A lot of their older first-party stuff, which I think is great. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, uh, God of War. God of Tootie's asking if God of War is coming to PC. God of War came to PC uh, six months ago now. Um, it's been on Steam for ages. It's got it's got in, Nvidia DLSS ray tracing settings out the wazoo. Like it's it's very it's very impressive on PC. There's a great video um, 2D which you should watch, which is someone um, replaced <laughs> the character models of Kratos with. Uh, Homer Simpson, um, Atreus with Bart Simpson, and the first guy you Bold. fight with um, Flanders. Ned, yeah, and it's it's very good. It's very yeah. good. Uh, PlayStation Plus uh, don't don't give you anything you can't run on PlayStation. Yeah, so Trudy asked if it if it gives you the Steam version of anything. Definitely not. There is no version of PlayStation Plus that's available to you on PlayStation, a uh, PC. Um, also, to answer your Sin and Punishment uh, single-sentence pitch, Star Fox with anime characters does sound pretty good. I would have to get through Star Fox first, but it is cool that there's more Star Fox, I guess, after that. Um, yeah. I don't... PlayStation PlayStation Plus is only for people who don't have Xbox. Honestly. Yeah. I can't. I can't genuinely look at someone who has both consoles and say, choose this one over the other. And I was the person who was going to jump ship. I was going to, I was so excited for what, for the potential of this, but they have not met that excitement. They've not met that potential. Uh, <laughs> 2D says, you all remember when portal two on PS3 gave you a steam code. I do remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. That was like that was, the that only was very, PS3 game they released. It was a very strange partnership they had back then with, with valve. Yeah. One of Valve's last games. Yeah. It was only on PS3, only ever on PS3, until recently when it came onto Switch. Yeah, look, I think I think the the where this sort of ends with me is that this is the most PlayStation 5 subscription service that could have ever existed. Yeah, it's it's a it lot really of money. Fits Sony's it's, playbook right now, doesn't it? Yeah, like it's 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 a lot of money. Um it's it's trying to justify its own existence. Hmm. Um there is some value here, but not quite enough for what they're charging for it. And there's very little, like, there's very little any looking back at the previous things that they, that what got them there, right? Like, there's no, they, it's, it's just like, it's the continuation of the, of the, like, we were on top. Yeah. Like, we're going to act like we're on top. Yeah, without realizing how much ground Mentality. I think that they are indeed slipping. Um, they are losing. They're losing ground. I like they're losing me. And like, like eighteen, like they, they twenty four months me. ago, I would I would have told you that wasn't possible. They lost me when the console came out. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's funny. There was a, a video online as Tech Tips today uh, that was about they, they got their hands on one of the PS3 dev kits. Um, it was this the big, huge this big server looking thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he was talking about how when the, uh, the console was in pre-release, for a third party partner of PlayStation to buy a dev kit, they had to pay $50,000 rumored. Like it's, it's a, that's a, it's a hard to nail down number. That's not a hundred percent confirmed, but it was rumored that developers had to pay $50,000 per dev kit to develop for the PlayStation three before it came out. People needed the developers who can afford to shill out for that much money for a dev kit for one platform obviously are building a game that needs multiple dev kits so then you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars and that's like and multiple that's salaries that's yearly salaries right for a single dev kit just to get on the console early right just and it's just the ps3 which we from like we could say that now 15 years looking back it's just the ps3 and the ps3 was too much money when it came out it flopped because of it and the all of playstation went they they scrambled and they went into they went into um they went into um emergency override to try and fix their their faults and then they had the PlayStation Plus like big hack. You remember when PlayStation Plus was down for like sixty days? Yep. Yep. So they had a lot of uh they had a lot of ground to cover. They had to recoup a lot of goodwill. They had to uh, recoup their losses, their financial losses, and turn a profit on the console. You know, but the that price point for the developer kit the reason i bring it up is because it points to their arrogance coming out of being the most successful console of the generation with the playstation 2 one of the most successful consoles of all time but exactly most successful console of all time they had unprecedented success um and they they acted like everyone knew it and they acted like they expected you to pay a premium because of it like they earned a right to charge you more like they earned the right to to demand more from you for what they were being so generous to offer you Mm. and it blew up in their face and they had to about face fix it and that time is when i really started engaging with playstation as a brand as a person when i was a teenager right yeah you know what i mean because i had a playstation 2 before that but i was a kid and I started to get more involved with like, hey, these Uncharted games are pretty good. Oh, they're only on PlayStation. That's interesting. Oh, Infamous is interesting. It's kind of like prototype, but it's only on this console. You know, that kind of thing. The reason, part of the reason why I bought a PlayStation 4, because I really enjoyed the PlayStation 3. Yeah. PlayStation 4 was so successful and they didn't have their ass handed to them. And they're just, their hubris is showing. They're, they're, the tale all this time. Except they're not getting their just desserts like they have in previous generations. No, because they've want... been cultivating the the brand for such a long time now. That's true, and they've been successful. And when you look back on it, PS3 was really the only console generation that of theirs that didn't really slam it out of the gates. And even then, it still came back and sold more than the Xbox 360 ever did. And like, I, th- I think a lot of that it comes was still a successful console. A lot of that comes from. And this is a this is a fairly large topic, but I think they're they're not quite weaponization of 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 fan and and culture around being a PlayStation kid, but at least their their opportunism and and enableism of 
people associating themselves as being a PlayStation kid. Um, you know, the idea, especially in the West, um, you know, Xbox had this thing where it was like, oh, you can play with your friends and stuff, but no one was like, oh, I'm in, like, until even in the 360 and largely that was just to sort of go against the PlayStation grain. There wasn't like a, like a big push to be like, oh, like I'm an Xbox gamer as much as, you know, you know, like it, the 360 and the Xbox original things, you know, they weren't selling backpacks with Xbox branding logos on it, right? It wasn't a, it wasn't a fashion thing. They didn't have the, um, the mascot characters, right? They didn't have a lot of the nostalgia that PlayStation were, were, were doing. And they were newer. And like they were newer and Microsoft was a less liked company, especially in the West, right? They were already very public. They were like kind of fairly straight edge in a lot of ways, you know, from the outside. And also monopolistic with yeah. their, with their, their facing in terms of their software company. Yeah. Like, 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 oh, like the guys that made Microsoft, like the guy that, the guys that made the word processing, like they're kind of, they're kind of squares, right? Um, you know, and 360 era that changed a bit with, you know, how social the Xbox 360 was, but even then it was. The red ring didn't help. Like yeah, like Red Ring didn't help, but it was it was not a it was not a fashion statement to say like oh like I'm wearing you know Xbox 360 kicks you know I don't have a hat with an Xbox 360 logo on it whereas you might with the PlayStation symbols. Um, PlayStation have got this brand, and these they have that they have made that fan base. Uh, rabid, <laughs> I don't know like. <laughs> You know, like th- th- they have, they have an air about them, right? That's that is that they've been working on for a very long time, and it's been very, very effective for them. Yeah, which is why I think that the PlayStation Five, while on paper stumbles mm. a fair bit, PlayStation Five, this generation of PlayStation, the the Jim Ryan era specifically, I think, is basically where yeah. this has started. Um, uh they can still get past that by saying like, we've got all these games that you already like anyway. And we're making more. Like we're, we're, we're making more and we're going to present them in the way that you like them. These are going to be the prestige titles that you want. And we're going to give them to you. And Even, they're going to be high quality. They're going to be genre defining. And look, here's the thing. No other company could currently, could in this day and age make days gone and people would defend it but PlayStation can and they do, <laughs> right? You know, Days Gone wouldn't have a fan base if it wasn't published by PlayStation. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, it'd probably be something more like a... Oh, I don't even know. Well, like the, a, like Days Gone should have faded into obscurity, right? Yeah. It should have just been a game that came out and then left. Yeah. But it had it had the, the marketing and it had the, uh, yeah, the support from Sony. That's a good point. So yeah, it's a bit of a tangent at the end there. Man, we're going long, but uh, yeah, it's um, it's an interesting time. You reminded me of something when you spoke about the how um, uh, rabid the fan base can be. Uh, do you remember when uh, they announced that Horizon? This was the first game that was of their exclusives that was coming to PC when they announced Horizon was coming. Yeah, right. It's the same thing. And there were those. There were there were tw- there were angry replies in the tweets. But there was my the one favorite thing I saw, which made me laugh so much when I saw it, and I brought it up on the podcast before. But it was this like Reddit post, I think, and I think it said "Thanks for nothing, Sony." And it was a video of someone 
like filming their office and they're walking around and they'd clearly flipped their desk and thrown their PlayStation across the room. Yeah. And they were like, like, like maybe crying or like audibly upset behind the camera. And I'm like, they didn't take your game away. Mm. They didn't take your PlayStation away. They're not releasing games day on date there. And even if they did, you can still find like, what? Why are you so angry? And, 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 and just to touch on that, like, I think, I think all of these companies have their, you know, rabid toxic fans. Um, but I think the, the studio, the, the publishing side of it sort of is differently front faced now. Nintendo has never been so like kind of stand back a little bit, right? They're kind of like, you know, like we're just going to release more Mario games. You're going to like them because you like Mario, right? Like we're, yeah, you'll hear from us when you hear from us. They're the, they're the Disney, right? They are the ones that are just like, we've got our characters. We treat them very, very, like we, we hold our, our characters as tightly as possible. Yeah. Um, but what you're going to get is probably going to be pretty good. Um, yeah. And then Xbox, you know, the, the attitude towards them in the 360 era was that, you know, like it's it's the it's the console for like teenage boys, right? It was the it was where you played Call of Duty, it was where you played Halo, it was where you played shooters. The Xbox One came out, and it was there was no fucking child friendly games for a very long time. It was like you got an Xbox and you got kids play the Lego games and not much else. Um, yeah, I mean, even with the Xbox One and PS4 at the end of its life cycle, it was like that. For yeah, a good- yeah. You just um, was, were able to say there's Crash and Spyro now. Yes. Um, and I think they've turned that corner. I think that they now are very, very much not the console for the teenage boy. No, they're trying to be for everyone. Yes. Um, which I think is, I think it's, it's, it's a good thing. You know, like, you know, the strides they've made with like, you know, their um, like their outward pride stuff, I think, is good. I don't know how much of that goes towards you know genuine things, but you know they 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 sell the pride controllers and they've got the adaptive controllers and they've got the clubs with their own moderation stuff and they suddenly have a variety yeah. of games at this point, right? You know they own Minecraft and all that stuff. Um, yeah, and their games are having an accessibility. It's granted, so playstations, but the the accessibility suites that are available through first party games at the moment are really mm. really solid. Um, unless you're on Nintendo. <laughs> yes. Um but yeah like I think I think they've done a pretty good job at turning that corner to not make it like the place where you're going to get called homophobic slurs anymore. Totally. And like that's a that's a part of the industry, right? Going back uh more than an hour and a half to when we we're talking about Jack and Daxter and how, you know, they had jokes of staring at women's butts and boobs and like it's a it's a it's a rated G game like Yeah. You know, like that's that's where we were twenty years ago. That's where we were before the Xbox came out, and the Xbox came out with like Gears of War and Halo. Oh no, that was when the Xbox came out, actually. So like, they're all trying to be more for everyone than they used to be, and honestly, that's a good thing. We don't. There's, there's no place for that. It sucks. It's not fun. But like, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad we're past that point of being like, oh, you want to be like a hardcore dude, then you should get the Xbox. It's X for Extreme. Yeah. Like, when you snowboard on a mountain. Wow! Snowboard on a mountain. <laughs> extreme! <laughs> Alright, let's wrap this up. Uh, if anyone is still here live, uh, thank you so much for staying around uh, for this. If anyone is here not live, uh, 
if you made it to the end of this episode, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'd, I'd be very keen to see how wide my eyes were open when we started to recording compared to now. <laughs> they, they've definitely closed a little bit. It's been a long day for you and it's been an even longer night. Well, maybe not so much, but it's been a long night on top of a long day. Yes. Um, but yes, as I was saying, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, this is a pretty fun topic. Uh, we don't have anything lined up for next week yet, but uh, don't worry. We'll have something figured out in seven days. Uh, <laughs> if you like this episode of the podcast, uh, you can find more episodes of this podcast as well as everything else we've done on minimap.com.au. Uh, that's our little website. Jeremy's done a great job of making it look spiffy and show you cool things. Uh, if you want to watch the video version of this podcast, uh, you can find it. The best place to find it right now is on the website uh, through the the posts. Um, it's a bit hard to find on YouTube, but we'll, we'll get there. And uh, if you want to catch us live, you can find us on Twitch. Uh, be a part of the Twitch chat like 2D and June were today. Uh, Sam as well. Um, we had a great discussion during the break about Beyblades and um, Yu-Gi-Oh cards and when things got banned at school. It was a good time. Uh, so all that's there for you. The Twitch account is MinimapAU. We're also on the socials. We're on Twitter. We're on uh, Instagram. We're on TikTok at MinimapAU for all of those. Uh, if you wanted to support us monetarily, you could do that at patreon.com slash MinimapAU. Uh, uh, yep, that's that's right. I didn't mess that up. Yep, no, if you want right. to go there to support us with money, that option is there for you. Otherwise, we'll be here for you anyway. Uh, it's no big deal if it's, it's not an option you're available to do. That's, that's no worries. So don't want to pressure anyone. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> I don't want to make people feel bad, Jeremy. But uh, well, finally, we're also yeah. on Twitter individually. Have you ever felt bad because you couldn't support someone on Patreon? Yeah, sometimes. Really? Yeah, because like, Do oh man, you guys try real hard and I listen to your stuff and like it's a big part like... I've supported kind of funny in a while because I was too poor to, and uh, like I'm like, oh man, you guys are like a big part of like my daily routine, and like I should be giving you some support, you know? And that'll be fine. <laughs> not sure, but like it's it's the principle of the matter, Jeremy. It's the principle. No, it's fine. What's your Twitter account? At Obi Wan Chez. Mine is at KJ Palmer underscore twenty four, and uh, that'll about do it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being here live. Thanks for being here after the fact. Uh, we'll see you next week. 